It's football time in the Mid-South. Live on the Mighty 990, your home for the Briarcrest Saints. It's the Magnolia Homes pregame show. Magnolia Homes, live life well. Now, from the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, here's Josh Rivera. Welcome to Week 10 for Friday Night Lights here in Memphis. And tonight, Josh Davis and Parker May are live in Joseph Clayton Field for the final time this season and this regular season as the Briarcrest Christian Saints take on the Endsworth Tigers. This is the Mighty 990 pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes. Live life well. And that's right. Yeah, it's the final game of the regular season. Can you believe it? Ten weeks already uh, of high school football. It's been so fast, but it's been so good. All around, I've been so happy to be able to talk about it here in the Mighty 990 studios. Uh, Coming off a week break, though, the Saints, they were able to secure their fifth win of the season when they beat St. Benedict 49-12. And you look back at last week, the most recent game for the Saints, they were able to improve their record to above 500 in the regular season. So, you know, with rest as a contributing factor, of course, before that St. Benedict game, they did have a week's worth of rest, so that was good. Um, They had enough time to get their players healthy. They had enough time to get their players rested. And they used that to their advantage. They improved to 5-4. And and it was a a big win, especially since it was their first win in the division. The good thing is, uh, you know, especially since this is the last game versus Enworth, who's 3-1 in the division, uh, you're looking at a spot uh, that you secured at number 5 in the division playoffs uh, and uh, you look at Ensworth, and they're securing a top spot in the in their in this division as well. So tonight, Briarcrest, they're going to look to potentially potentially get an unexpected win versus Ensworth, uh, or you're looking at a situation where you finish with an even overall record. Uh, and, and so, if you want to look back at their review, uh, their season in review for the Saints, you know they won their first two games, which included a really great win versus Houston. We called that; it was so much fun. And you lose three straight games, uh, which were games that they were already uh, in a deficit at halftime. So after that, you're looking at a really bad slump. But then they come out of the gate and they win three out of the last four now. So you can say it's been quite a roller coaster of a season so far. You look at last year, the Saints actually did lose to Ensworth 30-22 to in their field over there in Nashville. Uh, Briarcrest, they've lost three games against teams in their division already so those losses were against Brentwood Christian Brothers and MUS this season Uh, but like I said earlier they did get their first win versus St. Benedict last week which was huge for them securing that number five seed in the division Ensworth though they've been fairly dominant in the division like I said earlier they're they're slightly above average though with an overall record of six and three that's good but it's not as good as some of the other teams, especially in the division. Uh, and let's take a look a little bit deeper into Ensworth. I definitely want to talk about how their seasons have been for them this year. They're coming off a 7-3 and three season, so if they get this win, they're going to tie the same record they had last year, which I'm sure they're pleased with. I know that's probably not where they want to be, but 7-3, and three, that's not bad at all. Uh, they've gone on a little bit of a roller coaster themselves as well. You look at the beginning of their season, they shut out ECS in their first game of the season, but unfortunately they dropped the second game against a Chattanooga team, and then they went on a crazy five-game winning streak, and two of those games were big wins against Christian Brothers and MUS. And so they're going on this really nice tear of five consecutive wins, but then all of a sudden they've lost the last two games in a row versus Montgomery Bell Academy, and then a close and a low-scoring 10-7 loss versus Brentwood Academy. So if you look at Brentwood, Brentwood was their only division loss uh, who is actually undefeated in the division. They hold that top spot in the division and a 7-2 and overall record. So, I mean, Ensworth is right behind them. 
Uh, but you have to remember, Briarcrest did lose a nasty one against Brentwood, 38-7. to So again, really good team over there in Brentwood that are going to top, top of the division heading into the playoffs. Of course, the playoffs are going to be coming right up. Um, and I know that this is going to be a really big game for Ensworth who want to secure a, a really top spot in their division. Some of the keys for Briarcrest tonight as they play. Look, if you're Briarcrest, you have nothing else to lose this season. You've already locked a number five seed in the playoffs. This is a game that could propel you with momentum for the playoffs. So with this win, assuming you do get a win, that would mean winning four out of the last five and then a three-game winning streak on top of that. And then on top of that, a game... Uh, uh, that not many people had them winning in the first place. You had all that together, and there's, you know, that's a recipe for potentially winning a game in the playoffs that no one had you winning in the first place. They're going to be playing a really good team in the playoffs for sure, but it, you need all the momentum you can get. You need anything you can get at this point because, of course, Bradcrest has had kind of a rougher season than last year. So at this point, you're just grasping at straws. You're grasping at anything to help you get at least a win and then a chance of, of course, a run in the playoffs. Uh, and the other thing is win quick. You can't let Ensworth uh, have any breathing room to keep it close. Ensworth has been pretty good this year, and you don't want to risk uh, having this game be over with by the first half. You don't want that. Lastly, take advantage of the home field. This is the last game, uh, the last home game of the regular season. You're going to be playing on the road in the playoffs in hostile territory. Uh, we still don't know if it's going to be in Nashville or Chattanooga. That's still pending. But you know for sure you're not going to be in Joseph Clayton Field for the rest of the season. So take advantage of it. You're going to be playing in front of your fans. And for the seniors, seniors like Max Carroll, uh, other seniors, you're going to be facing off uh, against Ensworth for the last time in a Briarcrest uniform in your home stadium. So let that sink in a little bit and use that as motivation and you know potentially make something really special happen tonight. So anyways, guys, we're going to get back uh, to the pregame show here with an interview with John Varlis, and I love having John. He's been a great contributor all season long. He is the high school football reporter, the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. and he's actually on the road, but he's still made some time for us to have a conversation. And so when I get back, I'm going to talk to him uh, after this commercial break. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back to the pregame show here in the Mighty 990 studios. This is the pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes Live Life Well. And again, this is the final game of Briarcrest uh, regular season. And for a lot of teams across uh, Memphis and the Mid-South in the regular season. And on the phone lines with me, I have John back here. John Varlis, who is the high school uh, sports reporter for the Daily Memphian, has been a great contributor of the show this season. And John, thank you once again. This is the home stretch of the regular season. How do you feel? I can't believe we've made it to uh, week 11 in one piece. Josh, it's, it's a hats off to you and to all the coaches and players and parents, cheerleaders and band members. We made it. Yay. Yeah, we <laughs> finally made it. Again, this is the final stretch uh, as the pro playoffs are right around the corner. And uh, for you, I mean, how does it feel to complete yet another great season of high school football? And where does this year line up with some of your more notable years? Well, that's a, that's a good question. It's, I mean, we definitely saw some some things I didn't expect this year, some teams that, you know, performed uh, better than I thought they would or teams that weren't even on my radar at the start of the season, you know, teams like, like, uh, like Craigmont, for example, which is going to go into the postseason nine and one, uh, Melrose, you know, I thought they'd be improved, but I didn't think they would be nine and one going into the postseason, you know, teams like that. And then, and then teams maybe that, you know, didn't do as well as I thought they would have to, to, you know, various reasons, injuries, and whatnot. So, I mean, it's an unpredictable year, I think, is what I would say. And, and it just goes to show, you know, you can 
predict and analyze and speculate and try to guess all you want to, but until you actually get out on the field, you know, that, that, it, it's all just guesswork. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'm going to throw some games at you your way. Germantown, seven, uh, Germantown big win versus Bartlett, 17 to 16 earlier in the season. You had Briarcrest beating Houston, 29 to 28 in week two. Germantown, a close game versus Whitehaven, 24 to 21 when Whitehaven actually started off the season with that really strong defense and good season. I'm just throwing random games at you. I just want to know, just to refresh your memory a little bit, which game or games have been in your consideration for, man, that was probably the game of the season. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it would. I don't. I don't know. The, the Bartlett performance against Lausanne really stands out. I mean, they played really well and and uh, you know really beat a good Lausanne team. You know, even more thoroughly than the score might indicate that night. That was a great performance. Um, certainly, Houston's performance against Collierville at the time when Collierville was undefeated, and I think Houston you know, beat them pretty. I don't remember the score, but Houston beat them pretty handily that night. That was a great performance. Um, the you know the MUS win against Christian Brothers a couple of weeks ago. So many good games. I mean, it's it's been a lot of fun games. It really has, and especially like you say, in in, uh, in that six A region with Germantown, you know, Bartlett, Houston, and Collierville. Lots of lots of uh, good good memorable matches between those four. For sure, and I'm I'm so excited to see if maybe this week we have uh, some games to challenge some of those games. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's talk about some Mumford football. They, they're they going to look to finish with an undefeated record, assuming they beat uh, their opponent tonight. Um, they, they, they're they looking to finish with undefeated record up there with MASE. You're looking at Fairley also, who is going to finish undefeated. As, as far as I know, those are just, I think, I think those are the only undefeated teams at the top of my head. How impressive have the Cougars been this year and what separates them from the other undefeated teams that I just mentioned in the rankings? Uh, they, I, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about surprises. Now, I, I did think Munford was going to be really good, and they have proved me correct. They will, uh, if they can beat Central tonight, and that's, you know, that's a tall task because Central is, is, is very, very solid. And but if they can beat Central, they will be ten and zero, and that will be the first ten and zero season in uh, Munford history. And they've been playing football for over ninety years, so that that wow. be very. Very significant if they can finish ten and zero. And to answer your question, what separates them, I, Josh? I mean, I, I mean, you got to starts with quarterback play with Jordan Bell. He's a terrific quarterback. They have a great running back with uh, Braxton Sharp, and they have a great wide receiver with Isaiah Cobb. So they can beat you running. They can beat you passing. And I think um, defensively as well. I mean, they're a very solid unit. And, and coaching. I mean, they're, they're well coached. They don't beat themselves. You know, and, and and every week, you know, looking at their schedule, they've just gone out and taken care of business every week. They haven't really been challenged. I think the closest game they had was when they played Southwind, and and even there, that was like a, a seventeen point victory. Other than that, they haven't really been challenged. And and that to me, that's a good uh, a mark of a good team. It's going out there, taking care of business, winning the games they're supposed to win, and uh, you know, while ultimately, you know, continuing to improve and, and get better, and and um, and, and build. Yeah, and that's that. I didn't even know that stat. You said Mumford. This could be their first undefeated record in ninety years. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's they, insane. They have, they have, yeah, they've done. I mean, there's, there's, they've had seasons where they won ten games, but they've or, or more, but they've never had a, a ten and zero regular season. Yeah, wow, it's it's it, 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 it's pretty cool, and they're yeah. on the verge of doing it. Looking yeah. to make history for sure. So let's look at MUS and Brentwood, both teams seven and two. They're facing off tonight in a huge division game. Brentwood has remained undefeated in the division, and then MUS, they're looking at 3-1 and one in the division. What implications does this game have for the winner, if there are even any implications? 
No, there, there's big implications. If if MUS can beat Brentwood, and that is a, a big a big big if, if because, yeah, big if because Brentwood's very good, and you know, take nothing away from MUS, but Brentwood is very very good. But if MUS can pull it out tonight, they'll be the they'll be the top seed. They'll win they'll win the region, and they'll be the number one seed because they will have beaten uh, Brentwood head to head, and they will have the advantage in the other tiebreakers. So the implications are huge. Obviously, if Brentwood wins, they'll be the number one seed, and, and uh, MUS will be number two. But uh, but MUS will be number one if they can they can pull this one out. And I, I'm really eager to see how that one goes. Yeah, that's going to be definitely a game to watch tonight. Uh, last question. You know what I'm going to ask you. you. I heard you're out of town. Where are you at? Well, I was I was I'm in Chattanooga, beautiful Chattanooga, watching the. Uh, your, your Briarcrest Lady Saints in the state soccer final this afternoon. Unfortunately, they lost uh, to uh, girls' preparatory school. They lost four to one, so kind of a one-sided game today. But great season for the Lady Saints. Coach Alexis Hines and her girls. I mean, they've got one of the best programs in, in the state, and you know, a really young team as well. And, and they'll be back, but it, it was just this was not their day to day. Yeah. Well, John, I appreciate you uh, coming this. A uh, regular season, just being a contributor and obviously just spilling all your knowledge every every uh, Friday. And uh, I'm excited to uh, talk to you as we go in towards the playoffs. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay over there in Chattanooga. For sure. And I hope I don't make uh, too much of a mess when I spill all my knowledge. <laughs> I, I appreciate you a lot. Thanks, Josh. Of course. Take care, John. All right. That was John Varlis. He is the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. And when we get back, I, I'm going to finish the pregame show, filling you in on some of the big key games for tonight and uh, what those could mean for those teams. We talked earlier about MUS uh, facing off against Berwyn and what implications that have in the playoffs. Well, there's going to be a lot of games tonight that's going to have some serious implications. We'll get into some of those big games uh, when we get back with this commercial break. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage, the Mighty 990. Now, back to the Magnolia Homes pregame show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back to the uh, Mighty 990 pregame show sponsored by Magnolia Homes. And uh, let's jump into some of the key games going on tonight. We're going to jump right into it. You look at Mumford, who has been the top team in all of high school football in the Memphis area all season long. And uh, their last game, they defeated Kingsbury 53-0, a shutout win. And they're looking to improve to an overall uh, undefeated record as they play Central, who's 5-4. and four. So again, you heard John Varley's. He said a victory over the Warriors would give Mumford its first 10-0 regular season in school history. And you're looking at the numbers. Mumford has won at least 10 uh, games three other times. But the thing is, they've entered the playoffs with at least one loss. So this is going to be the first time that they can pull off that they're heading into the playoffs undefeated totally with 10 wins. That's super impressive. Hits history in the making. And like he said, Mumford has been uh, playing football for, for decades. So that's really, really huge, assuming they pull off this win tonight and, and it's going to be in their home field which just makes it all the more special uh for the warriors uh i'm sorry for uh for the cougars excuse me uh bartlett they're seven and two their last game was a big win against collierville when they beat them 17 to 7 that was crazy because collierville that was their second loss straight loss of the season this week bartlett's going to be uh playing whitehaven who's five and four so as the playoffs are approaching, you're looking at Barlett. They've had probably the most impressive list of wins in their record. That's when they beat Lausanne when they were number one seed at the time. They also beat Houston. They beat Collierville uh, last week. And then they also beat Germantown. Look at all these teams. All of these teams have been in and out of the top three teams in Memphis all season long. So these are some major wins. Definitely big kudos to Barlett. No matter how far they go in the playoffs, 
It doesn't matter because this is a season to remember. They've had very notable wins. Very proud of that Bartlett Panther program. I know they're very happy about it too. MUS, they're 7-2. Again, we talked to John. Big implications tonight as they face off against Brentwood Academy in the division. Uh, big division face-off. Whoever wins this game, he said this is going to be the game for the number one seed in their region. And you look at MUS, they're coming off a really hot uh, win against Pure Youth Academy 28-7. to So they're going to want to carry that momentum as they face off in this really big high-stakes game against Brentwood. Uh, next up, we're going to look at uh, Houston, another really impressive team all season. They, uh, they are, they're coming off a win against Arlington when they shut them out 39-0. to They're going to be hosting White Station, who's 2-7. and and this is going to be Houston's 24th all-time postseason appearance, and uh, that's going to be really great for that program. Hopefully, they uh, make it pretty far in those playoffs. Germantown, they're coming off a big win, 49-0 against White Station. They're going to be playing Cordova, who's 2-7. and So you look at Germantown, they've had a fantastic season all year, uh, given two losses that were pretty rough, but all in all, pretty great season. I expect them to finish 8-2 and ahead of a deep playoff run. I think Germantown has all the talent in the world to probably win their championship. And the same goes for Lausanne, who's next on the list. They're seven and one. Last game, they were they defeated South Gibson thirty-five to fourteen. And tonight, they played North Point, who's had a pretty good season altogether for them as well. You look at Lausanne; they should feel pretty good about their chances this week uh, because you look at the Lynx; they're eight and two all time against North Point. Uh, and last year, they beat them forty-nine to seven in their in their own stadium. So, the last time the Trojans even beat. Uh, the Lynx was in 2015. So, you know, you're looking at Lausanne. They've had a great season. I expect them to have a really big win against North Point. Collierville, 7-2. They, their last game was against Bartlett, and they finished 17-7. It was a loss for Collierville. That was rough. Uh, but this week, they're going to be visiting Arlington, who's 4-5. Uh, and that's going to be a really big game for Arlington, who does not want to finish under 500. They're going to be looking to tie their record. Collierville is going to be looking to improve to 8-2 and two to finish the season. A little bit of a disappointing uh, uh, season for, for, for Collierville. And I know 8-2 and two sounds really good, but you know they were on track to be undefeated right alongside with Mumford until they had really rough losses. So uh, we're going to finish off with uh, MASE. Big uh, game last week. They shut out uh, Halls. This week, they're going to be playing Bluffs. Uh, they, this week, they beat Bluff City last night. 50 to 6. They're completing their season undefeated 10 and 0. Uh, but the thing is, you know, why haven't they been in the top three? Well, their opponents haven't been as impressive. So that's pretty rough. Although it is impressive that they have shut out eight of their nine opponents. Uh, actually, uh, nine of their 10 opponents. That's been really great for them. Melrose, uh, their last game was against Kirby when they beat them 44 to 36. They're going to be playing against Ridgeway, who's three and six. Covington, they lost to Haywood last week, 34 to 17. They're going to be playing Bolton, who's two and seven. Covington having a really good season as well. Fairly uh, interesting situation. They're technically finishing undefeated because that's because they're uh, this week's scheduled opponent. Uh, they forfeited the game, so they're not going to be playing this week. They're going to be finishing their record undefeated. Southwind six and two. They are coming off a uh, win against Overton, 28 to six. They're going to be playing Brighton, who's three and six. And then Craigmont, great great season this year. Uh, big turnaround from last year. They beat. Wooddale last week, a shutout win, 48-0, and they're going to be playing. Uh, they actually just beat Kirby last night, 34-29. You look at their this Craigmont team, this victory against uh, this victory gives Craigmont nine in a season wins, nine season wins for just the third time in school history. Last year, they went four and six. So you look at that turnaround, four and six to nine and one. That's a great turnaround, probably the best turnaround season in high school football this year. Uh, okay, let's look. Let's finish up with some just regular games. Bartlett seven and two. They're going to be playing in Whitehaven, Cordova. They're going to be facing off in Germantown. 
Uh, White Station, they're going to be playing over there in Houston. You look at Central, they're going to be playing in Mumford. Southwind, they're going to be facing off in Brighton. Uh, Kingsbury, they're going to be over there in Dyer County. Uh, and then you have Wooddale. They're still looking for their first win. They're going to be playing Fayette Ware. And then you have Sheffield. You have Douglas facing off. Sheffield looking to improve to 7-3. and three. And then Mitchell and Kip Academy, they're going to be playing tonight. Um, you look at Ensworth and Briarcrest, they were gonna be, we're going to be doing that play-by-play in just a bit. Uh, St. Benedict and Christian Brothers High School. Fayette Academy and Jackson Christian. Jackson Christian looking to improve to 8-1. and one. And then you have Jackson Trinity Christian and FACS. FACS looking to improve to 3-7. and uh, seven. And then Jackson Christian there hoping to get to a 4-6 and six record uh, for them. And then uh, we'll have all of those scores, of course, in the halftime show and, of course, the pregame show. But guys, that does it for today's pregame show, and I'm so excited to toss it once again over there in Joseph Clayton Field. Uh, it's time to go back to our play-by-play coverage powered by EPM appraisals. We'll have all of that uh, after this commercial break. Thank you guys for listening so much. Live on the Mighty 990 KWAM, it's football time in Memphis. We're the Briarcrest Saints, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Briarcrest Football, built on a firm foundation of faith, excellence, tradition, perseverance, teamwork, Christ-centered athletes of character. That's who we are. We are Briarcrest. Let's play some football. Now, live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box, the Mighty 990 presents your Game of the Week. Here's Josh Davis and Parker May. It is a perfect, I mean perfect night for football here at Briarcrest Christian School, where tonight the Briarcrest Saints in their 5-4 and four record will take on the visitors from Innsworth, the Innsworth Tigers, and they come in with a 6-3 and three record. Hello, everybody. My name is Josh Davis. I'm being joined by Parker May. And, Parker, while a lot of the playoff uh, seedings have been decided, this is still a big game for Briarcrest tonight. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. Our playoff, the playoff sites for both teams have pretty much already been determined. Ends with probably the two or the three seed, depending on what happens over in Brentwood against MUS tonight. And for the Saints, they're pretty much locked into the five seed. But this is a huge game for them. History making chance for them. First win in school history potentially against Endsworth. Big chance for them. Big chance for them to stay hot going into the playoff. Hopefully getting a three-game win streak if they can finish off a win here. Big chance for Blake Clarkson to step up. Had a great game last week. 200 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Big chance for him to build off that performance against St. Benedict. And come in here get a little bit of momentum. And that leads right in right keys to the game for the Saints tonight. Got to protect Blake Clarkson. Got to keep him safe in the pocket. Can't afford any big hits from him. Then you got to be able to win the turnover battle. You got to force turnovers. They have a very talented offense led by their quarterback, Levi Moore, who's had a fantastic season 1,100 passing yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions, and then a very talented skill position players all around him, including number two, the standout. Four star recruiting class of 2023, Kentucky commit. Shamar Porter's had a fantastic senior campaign 516 yards, eight touchdowns for him. So if they can control him, maybe Colin Collier, Zach Williams, guys like that can make some big plays tonight. Saints have a great chance to win this football game. Yeah, so as you say, you know, Innsworth always has a very good football team. But it is a little bit ironic that uh, Briarcrest comes in on a two-game winning streak. Innsworth comes in on a two-game losing streak. Now they've lost to a couple of pretty good football teams. But you, you just mentioned Innsworth, as they always do, has a lot of great athletes out there. Uh, but, you know, Briarcrest does as well. What, you know, what specifically, I mean, what do the Saints need to control? What, what do you think is the big, the, the number one key? Well, we mentioned last I think that's a great point. I mean, we saw Joe Dosen kind of get more established last week. Big game from him. He's had a great junior campaign, 300 yards rushing, 120 yards receiving, six total touchdowns. But you really also have to learn 
this Brent, I mean, this Ensworth, excuse me, offensive lineman is fantastic. Led by their Duke commit, number 71, Caleb Doris. Another senior-led offensive line group. And now, on the other side, for the defensive line, for the Briarcrest Saints, you have to be able to control clock, control time possession. That starts with your offensive line and Jodo Sleem back in the backfield. And then, on the other side, for your defensive line, you got to be able to get some pressure on their quarterback. Their quarterback, Levi Moore, has also had a great you're running the football very mobile, especially with those running backs, Mark Smith and Martez Cooksey Jr., very talented offense. Got to go control the game and kind of keep it in the way we want it to. Control time possession is a big key for me. So, so anyway, next week, Briar, we will be back on the air with Briar Crest football. I guess the big question, Parker, is where will we be? Will we? What do you think tonight? Pope John Paul plays uh, Chattanooga McCauley. The loser of that game will play Briar Crest next week. What? What? What is your uh, thoughts on that game? Yeah, huge game over there tonight in the east region of our division. Big chance for Mackay. They, they suffered a loss last week. Pope John Paul, big test for them. Huge chance. Mackay's played a tough schedule, suffered a couple tough losses, but I think that would be a very close game. Not sure who's going to win that one either way. As you just said, the Saints will be on the road next week, either in Nashville or Chattanooga, at either Pope John Paul or Mackay in the first round of the playoffs with a chance to potentially come back home and play MUS again if the Saint, if the Owls, I should say, can beat Brentwood tonight. And, you know, just to remind everybody, last year Christian Brothers was the number five seed, and then they made a deep run into the playoffs, so it can be done. And, and uh, you know, Parker, you and I talked about this last week, and by the way, here comes Briarcrest out on the field. We've got a nice crowd here at Joseph Clayton Field. Uh, not a, just uh, too many fans from Innsworth, not too many folks made it down from Nashville, but we do have a nice crowd. Uh, Briarcrest's Green jerseys, green helmets, gold numerals, and white uh, pants uh, on tonight. So, But anyway, we talked about last week, Parker, Blake Clarkson. It, it, to me, that was the first time all year with all the upheaval Briarcrest has had at quarterback that it seemed like the receivers and the quarterbacks were really on the same page the whole game. Yeah, that was a huge week chemistry-wise for the receiver-quarterback duo. And looking for him to build off that great performance, as I said earlier, 200 yards passing, four touchdowns. Zero interceptions, very clean game. Hopefully he can build off that performance. And we just mentioned that Macaulay-Pope John Paul game. That game has already started because it's 7.30 their time. Kickoff's at 6.30 our time in Memphis, Tennessee. And I actually have a score update already. Macaulay leads 7-0 over Pope John Paul early in the first quarter. That's a big score to keep your eyes on for the Briarcrest fans tonight. Yeah, so Macaulay gets out to the early lead. And if you're a Briarcrest fan, you know that they always have a very good program over there at uh, Chattanooga Macaulay. We are about to get going here. Uh, with the uh, with the kickoff, uh, Innsworth will be kicking off to Briarcrest. Innsworth with white jerseys, black pants. They have black numerals. Their kicker is number forty six, Stephanos. Is that you think that's right, Parker? Yeah, that sounds great to me. Stephanos <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah. kick. And he kicks it off. It's going to be a short kick. It'll be fielded by actually the ball will land. And then he picks it up at the 10-yard line. That's Devin Johnson. He's up to the 20, up the middle of the field, breaks through the 25, up to the 27-yard line. And that was kind of odd, Parker. And Devin just kind of acted like he wanted to let the ball bounce out of bounds, but it kicked right to him. But he did get a nice return there. Yeah, not a bad turn past the 20-yard 25-yard line. They'll start at about the 28-yard line, but I think that's a good point. I probably would have let that ball try to bounce out of bounds. I know that he didn't want to take the risky chance of the Innsworth being able to recover, but either way, not bad field position for Blake Clarkson and his offense to start this drive. Zach Green still out with the leg injury, so it'll be A.J. Amos, a freshman, getting a start at the left tackle position. 
So we have two wideouts to Clarkson's right, two wideouts to his left. JoJo Salim is in the backfield, and we are about to play the have the first play of the game here tonight. There's a snap. Fakes the handoff. Back to pass. Going to go deep. He has a man. He overthrows him just a bit. Max Carroll had gotten behind the defensive backs, but just the pass was just a little bit too far, Parker. It was not a bad pass. Max Carroll almost got a little tug on the jersey. He got away with the pass interference there from the Innsworth defense. I like the play call from Robbie Donaldson, the offense corner for the Saints on the first play from scrimmage on the on the drive. Took a shot downfield, almost had Max Carroll for a big touchdown. Yeah, Max had about a yard or two on the defensive back, and, and like you say, there may have been a bit of tug on the jersey. Now we have a penalty flag down uh, before the next uh, for this play can even get off, so I assume that will be probably a formation situation against Briarcrest. And it will be, so they'll back them up five yards. It's going to be first down and 15. Yeah, it looked like it's actually a false start in the freshman offensive lineman. I just mentioned A.J. Amos making his second varsity appearance. Started the game last week against St. Benedict as well. So Briar Crest, three wideouts to the left, one to the right. They will hand it this time to Salim. He goes uh, up the middle and will get nothing. So it's going to bring up a second down and 15 for Briar. Actually, excuse me, third down and 15 for the Saints. Big tackle from the Tigers, number 54, Braylon Morris. Another member of that senior-led line of scrimmage on that time on the defensive side of the ball, making a big play. Third and long, third and 15, as we said. Huge play from Blake Clarkson in this offense here on the first drive of the game. Yeah, he'd hate to go three and out here on this first possession, especially when the first play looks so promising. But we will see what happens here. Clarkson is barking out the signals. He's looking around. There's a snap. He's going to throw it. Has a man. It's caught by Carroll, but that's going to be a short gain. Max is going to be knocked out of bounds after about a four-yard pickup. So that's going to bring Cooper Allen into the game and a punt for Briarcrest. Yeah, not a bad play by Blake Clarkson. Good job by him to get the ball. Innsworth showed a lot of pressure. They did bring some, especially on that blind side edge. Cooper Allen now on a kick. He's had a great year punting. Average punt distance to about 39 yards. Good for second in the Memphis area. Yeah, he's had a fantastic year punting the ball. I think we're going to see a lot of good special teams play here tonight. Uh, Innsworth, uh, punter and kicker, is very good as well. There's a snap. There's a kick. He gets it away. It's a low-line drive. It's going to land at the 40. He's going to kick. Innsworth fields it right around the 30-yard line. They're going to return the ball but be shoved out of bounds at about the 44. So, uh, you know, pretty good punt and all that, but uh, Innsworth's going to get excellent field position here, Parker. Yeah, that was their star wide receiver and also great kickoff and punt return man number two. Shamar Porter, as we mentioned, the Kentucky commit. Huge expectations for him on this team this season. He's had a fantastic senior campaign. On the receiving side, also as a return man, so Innsworth to take fantastic who was at their own 46-yard line. So Levi Moore is the quarterback for Innsworth. He is a senior. He will come out and get them started. They have two wideouts to his right, two wideouts to his left. They have one running back in the backfield. There's a snap. They're going to give it to the running back. He's got a little bit of running room, but the Briarcrest defense comes up and bottles him up pretty quick. That'll be about a three-yard gain for Innsworth. Yeah, very good job of the Briarcrest defense. Kind of hitting him pretty early. Only gain about two or three. Trey Davis and Cooper Thompson on the tackle. Two linebackers there combining on that big tackle. Yeah, it looked like he had a little bit of running room that time, but the Briarcrest defense came up and bottled him up very quick. That's uh, Mark Smith, their running back. Averages over eight yards per carry. Only got three that time. This time, Ensworth back to pass. Looking, looking. Now he's going to run with it. He's got plenty of room. He's out past the 50, the 45 to the 40. Still on his feet down to the 40-yard line. Cuts back to the middle of the field, and he's going to go all the way down inside the 20-yard line for an Ensworth first down, all the way down into the red zone for the Tigers. Yeah, John Rochner finally able to bring it down, but that's been one of the struggles for the Brackers even towards the season is stopping mobile court. We saw big struggles with that 
against Brewer Academy, George McIntyre, and then against the Soto Central, they're quite ran for over 120 yards. So Levi Moore, he's going to snap it quickly. He's going to keep it this time up the middle again. It's Moore. He gets all the way down to about the six-yard line. That's going to be close to another. It will be actually another first down for the Tigers. Odell with another tackle. Also safety holding day there on the play. Levi Moore's going to be big throwing the run, and the Saints are going to have to really step up those to their front seven and containing him in the pocket. So it's going to be first and goal from the eight-yard line from Ensworth's knocking on the door here early. There is uh, eight minutes and 57 seconds to go in the first quarter. This time they're going to hand it off to the running back, and he will score easily. And so just like that, with eight minutes and 51 seconds to go in the first quarter, Ensworth takes the lead 6-0 to zero over Briarcrest. Yeah, great run by Martez Cooksey, Jr. He's had a fantastic season so far, 52 carries, 371 yards, and now that was his 10th touchdown of the season. So in to kick uh, for Innsworth is Estefanos. He will kick it up, and it looks good, and it is good. So just like that, eight minutes and 51 seconds ago, Briarcrest takes the lead 7 to nothing. You're listening to Briarcrest football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. When it comes to appraisals, you deserve fairness, accuracy, and honesty. EPM Appraisal's goal is simply an unbeatable experience for you. Call Evaluating Property in the Mid-South, EPM, today and ask about services, fees, and turn times. EPM continues to set the bar and standard in the appraisal industry with guaranteed max five business day turn times. EPM promises you'll see the difference too. 901-412-9888 or click epmappraisals.com. EPM Appraisals, a proud supporter of all Briarcrest sports. We are back with Briarcrest football, and if I got you Briarcrest Saints fans excited by saying Briarcrest leads seven to nothing, I meant to say Innsworth leads seven to nothing, and they are about to kick off to Briarcrest, the Saints, Johnson and Linder back deep. It looks like last time Parker, I was a little bit surprised to see Innsworth kind of do a uh, little bit of a pooch kick. Yeah, kind of kicked it away from Linder, who's lined up now on the right side. Johnson on the left, and then Colin Collier lined up. About five yards ahead of them in the middle. Estefanos is the kicker. And there is the kick. This time he'll go deep, and he's going to kick it right at Linder. But it looks like the ball's going to go out of bounds, and it does. So Briarcrest will get good field position here. So, yeah, Parker, it's uh, really uh, it, stating the obvious. This is a big drive for the Saints. You don't want to, you know, give Innsworth a chance to go up by two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely, Josh. This, is, this Innsworth team is not a team you can fall behind early. Especially about big margin. You have to be able to control the line of scrimmage, control the time possession. If you want a chance, so ho hopefully Blake Clarkson and his offense can kind of get Joe Slim going early, especially on this drive. And they get some easy touches for Reed Lender and Max Carroll as well. So here come the Saints. They will have it first and 10 from the 35-yard line. You got one, one wide out right, two to the left. You got Max Carroll in tight. You've got JoJo Saleem at the running back position, Clarkson. Going to hand it to Salim. Salim right up the middle. He looked like he had a hole, but Ensworth closed it very quickly. But a nice job by Salim to fall forward to pick up about three for the Saints. Yes, and so that's what has been so impressive so far this season by Salim. His strength on that second ever ended up getting about a four-yard gain right there. So much more manageable second and six now for the Saints. Yeah, actually picked up four. So second and the six for Brian Crest Clarkson. Calls out the signals. He's back to pass. He's got time. He has a man. It's Walker. He caught it at the 45, and he's going to be up past the first down yardage. That'll be a first down for Briarcrest. Yeah, great catch by Walker on the sideline. Great read by Clarkson. Finding the open man. Good tackle on the sideline, number 15. For the Tigers, Zayden Moore, another a junior defensive back in there, one of their standout players. 
So Briarcrest moving quickly. Clarkson barking at his signals. He's going to give it to Salim again. He's going to try to get around the edge. He's going to cut up field. He's going to pick up two or three. And once again, JoJo Salim does a great job of dragging players forward. He's going to end up picking up about five yards that time, Parker. Looked like it's going to be a short game. Looked like a short game. Great second by Salim. Also a great job by the offensive lineman, Daniel Warsham. And Cage Stewart's kind of pushing his way up there for a five-yard gain. So second down and five for Briarcrest. They are on the Innsworth side of the field. There's a snap. It's going to be a quick pass to Carroll. He's going to try to get upfield. He stiff-armed my man, but then he goes down. That's actually going to be about a one-yard loss for the Saints. A great job by the Innsworth defense being ready for them. We saw two-way player out there, Martez. Cooksey Jr. there make, finally making the tackle on Carroll for a one-yard loss behind the line of scrimmage. Big play by him. Third and seven now for the Saints. So third down for Briar Crest. Now Clarkson looks over to the sidelines. They are signaling plays in. He's going to walk up to the line of scrimmage, talk to his offensive lineman, and now he's ready to go. He's got two wideouts left, one to the right. He's got Carroll in tight. JoJo Saleem in at running back. Now Emsworth is showing uh, some pressure, and so Clarkson's going to look back over. They're going to signal another play in, and we're going to go through all this again. It's, they're going to have to call a timeout. He does get the playoff. He hands it to Saleem. Saleem cuts up field. He will pick up a few yards, but it's still going to be fourth down and about five for Briarcrest. Yeah, only a two-yard gain, and that's something that Emsworth has done really well this season, showing blitz on third down, either being smart enough to drop back or being smart enough to – bring the pressure like they're on the last drive, forcing a quick throw from Clarkson. Great job by Sumner just to pick up two. Surprising move here by the offense, staying on the field on fourth and five. Yeah, it is fourth down and five. The ball is at the 46-yard line. Briarcrest will try to go for it. And it looks like one of the offensive linemen moved, and he did. So that's going to be a five-yard penalty against the Saints. Now you're probably going to have to punt here. Yeah. Now here comes Coop Brown and the punt team. Look like Amos again on that. I guess the freshman getting his first start. Just getting a little bit anxious. Yeah, I get that in a big atmosphere like this. It was a little bit easier for him last week against St. Benedict. Now much tougher test for, against Innsworth. Fourth and ten. Now ball backed on the Briarcrest 49-yard line. So Cooper Allen in to punt for the Saints. Back deep for Innsworth is Cooksey. And we saw just a minute ago that that kid knows what to do with the football as he scored the first touchdown of the game. It was a good snap. Plenty of time. A beautiful kick. That time's going to drive Cooksey all the way inside the 10. He feels it up at the 9. Makes a man miss. He's up to the 15. Now the 20. Now the 25. He's to the sidelines. He's going to be shoved out of bounds at around the 40 by Briarcrest. But we can already see right now, Parker, Cooksey's going to be a problem tonight. Yeah, he's going to be a problem. Him and all those skills of players saw in the last shot. Porter on the return. Dangerous determined always for Innsworth. Great field and looked like Briarcrest is going to have him at about the 10-yard line. The Russo almost made a big play. Now Innsworth will take it at the 41-yard line. So once again, Innsworth with good field position. They're going to be first down in 10 from the 41. Levi Moore into the game for them. He's their quarterback. And we're about to get started here. He has three wideouts to his left, one wideout to the right, one running back. There's a snap. He fakes it to the running back. He's going to throw a swing pass out. He's up to the 45, up to the 50. He's going to be run out of bounds right at about the 50-yard line. Number six, Drew Bonner on the kicks. Had a great year so far. 35 catches for 353 yards and two touchdowns. Been a very reliable option for their quarterback, Levi Moore. Gain of about seven. Going to be second down and three for Innsworth. The ball's at the 48-yard line. There's the snap. They're going to hand it off this time. Run right up the middle. He's got plenty of running room. He's up to the 35, up to the 30. Still on his feet down to the 20-yard line. He may go all the way, and he does. That is going to be a touchdown for Innsworth. That was number five, Mark Smith. And 
Wow, the running game going well for the Tigers right now, Parker. Yeah, what a start by this Innsworth offense. Very surprising start. We thought the Broncos teams were going to have a chance there. We, we were more prepared for their pass game, especially with their big Kentucky commit. Porter, but now early on, Cooksey and Smith both have key touchdowns, and Innsworth leads 13-0, pinning the PAT. Stephanos into the game. Number 13, Taylor Haas on the hole. There's the snap. There's the kick. The kick is up. And the kick is good. So with five minutes and 25 seconds left to go in the first quarter, it's Innsworth 14, Briarcrest 0. You were listening to Briarcrest football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. Okay, we are back at Joseph Clayton Field, the Briarcrest Saints trail of the Innsworth Tigers 14 to zero. And, you know, we talked about before the game, Parker, the Saints trying to control the line of scrimmage, and that obviously has not happened so far. Yeah, it's really been the – that was one of my big keys to the game. And now the Saints have struggled on that on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Hopefully they can get a big – this is a huge drive for the Saints. You cannot afford to even have the opportunity to be down three scores it's very talented Tiger offense. Stephanos kicks it off. A very short kick this time. It'll be fielded by Briarcrest at about the 35-yard line. He'll lunge forward all the way up to about the 39. So, clearly, they do not want to see Reed Linder with a football. And I think that's pretty smart by them. Reed Linder's a dangerous return. He had a fantastic game last week, building on his fantastic senior campaign. 48 catches, 716 yards, and six touchdowns. Been the big target for our quarterback so far this season. So Briarcrest will have it first down and 10. The ball is at the 39-yard line. Five minutes and 21 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Briarcrest finds himself trailing 14 to nothing. Got Salim in motion. They're going to throw it to JoJo. He catches it. He's going to try to get upfield. He's to the 40, up to the, about the 43-yard line. So it'll be a nice about four or five-yard game for JoJo. Yeah, JoJo's trying to make his impact feel early on. Cooksey finally to bring him down at the far sideline. May not be as may not have gained. Well, he got about four, so it'll be second down and six for the Saints. This time, three wideouts to Clarkson's left, and you've got an H back in the game. A little bit of a high snap. They're going to pitch it to Salim. He's going to cut up field. He looked like he had a little bit of running room, but he will be tackled after a short game. And yeah, well, another mistake by the freshman AJ Allen was kind of like a missed block. They might have blocked the wrong linemen. They brought a big blitz there. Max Carroll checking back on the game now in this big third and five. Yeah, he picked up about one, so third down for the Briarcrest. Big, big play in the ball game. If the Saints want to get back in this thing, they need to convert a first down right now. Three wideouts left, one wide out to the right. Clarkson takes a snap. He's going to give it to Salim. JoJo's trying to get to the outside. He's going to get to the outside, but he looks like he's going to be short of the first down by a couple of yards. And I guess, Parker, if you went forward on fourth and five, you'll probably go forward on fourth and two. Yeah, it's a tough call. You're in your own territory. Still about two yards short. About a long one yard here left for the Saints. I think they're going to leave the offense on the field. And I respect the decision. Maybe they go a little bit of a power run with Salim or bring Logan Taylor into the game. We saw him a lot last week. So Clarkson is actually up at the line of scrimmage, but now he'll back up into the shotgun formation. Big, big play in the game. It's fourth down and about one and a half, and Innsworth once again is showing pressure with their linebackers. So Blake will look over the sideline. They are signaling plays in. He will go up, tell the line of scrimmage what the new play is, and they are showing, <laughs> and they're going to do, we'll do that. And then they snap it to Salim, and Salim goes upfield and will get the first down for Briarcrest. That was pretty crafty there by Robbie Donaldson. Yeah, beautiful play call by Robbie Donaldson and his coordinators there. Fantastic play call. They even fooled me once at practice this week with that play call. <laughs> just watching, I didn't even see what happened. 
Beautiful job of them. Huge first down for the Saints. So first down for Briarcrest on a bit of a trick play. This time they'll pass it out to Linder. He catches it. He already had momentum. He's up field. He slips. He, he slipped and kind of went out of bounds, but not before he picked up about six on that play. Yeah, very uncharacteristic slip there by Linder at the far sideline. Still a good game for him on his first catch of the evening. Yeah, he looked like he wanted to try to make a move right on the sideline, and when he did, he just kind of slipped right out of bounds. But Briarcrest, though, still nice six-yard gain on first down, second down and four. Saints on the Innsworth side of the field this time. Clarkson looks to throw, but he's going to run it, and he's going to pick up two or three. He's going to break up a third down and about three for the Saints. If you're a Briarcrest Saints fan, that's a scary sight every time Blake Clarkson takes a big hit like that. We cannot afford another quarterback injury. Cade Carlson already out for the season with his back injury. So third down, it will be third down and three for Briarcrest. The ball's on the 41-yard line. They need to get to the 38. There's a snap, fakes the handoff, has Carroll up for a complete pass, and he's brought down immediately, but not before Briarcrest first down. Beautiful play by, Re by Blake Clarkson, excuse me. Faking the quarterback draw, finding Max Carroll in the RPO. We talked about all the Innsworth big stars. Don't forget, we still have Max Carroll, the big TCU commit. Another big play for him as it moves to change for the Saints. So Clarkson, after the completion to Carroll, it'll be first down for Briarcrest. Ball's on about the 32-yard line. Saints on the Innsworth side of the field. They're going to hand it off this time, and nothing happening there. Logan Taylor gets his first carry of the game, and he will actually might even lose a yard. Great play by Braylon Morris. Another senior defensive lineman there making a big play. He's had a great season, 33 tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, and four sacks. So another big tackle from his outstanding senior campaign. Second down and 11 for Briar Crest. The ball is on the 33-yard line of Innsworth. They're going to actually hand it to Taylor again, and he will pick up a couple, but it's going to bring up a third down and long for the Saints. Yeah, better job by Logan Taylor on that left side of the offensive line, Daniel Warsham and A.J. Amos creating some big blocks, gain of about three for Taylor. So third down and eight for Briarcrest. The ball is on the 30. They need to get to the 22. And once again, the Saints have converted their last two third down situations and actually converted a fourth down situation before that. So let's see what they do here. This time, Innsworth not really showing any pressure. They're going to snap it. Clarkson back to pass, looking down. Field, the ball is knocked away. He was trying to find Reed Linder, and actually, Parker, that could have been intercepted. And that's a dangerous player. You don't want to throw the ball anywhere near number 18, Mason Curtis. Their four-star linebacker, Michigan Command, he's had a fantastic junior season, 18 tackles, two enough tackles for loss, two interceptions, and almost had his third right there. As the Briarcrest offense will stay on the field once again. This one I really question, Josh. Well, it's third and eight. The ball is at the 30-yard line, and uh, Coach Stewart is pretty much uh, letting everybody know he will go for it on fourth down tonight. They converted the last fourth and short. This is a fourth and long. Three wideouts to the left, one wideout right. There's a snap, back to pass. He's got time. He throws it down field, and he has his man. The ball is caught, and it will be a first down for Briarcrest. That was a beautiful catch by the Saints wide receiver. Beautiful throw by Blake Clarkson. Beautiful catch by Caleb Donaldson. Another great catch for him on his junior campaign, his 23rd catch of the season. So another fourth down for conversion for Briarcrest, and they're going to go quickly here. There's a snap. He's back to pass again. Clarkson looking downfield. He throws it, has his man, and whoa. Yeah, that's got to be a helmet to helmet, and it will be. Davis Walker made a nice catch, and then he was clearly hit in the helmet, and immediately the flag comes out, so that's going to be a nice game for the Saints and tack on the penalty. Yeah, great catch by Walker. Way to hold on to the football after that, taking that big hit from number 15. Zayden Moore's had a great season, and that's a very costly penalty for the 
for the Tigers. That might bring up first and goal. We'll see how far the penalty will mark it. Yeah, that should be first and goal for the Saints. And that was one of the more vicious helmet-to-helmet. I mean, I'm talking college pro. (laughs) Uh, There was really no effort at all not to do that. You know, the irony of it is a high school, you just get the penalty. You do not get kicked out of the game like you do in college. But anyway, Briarcrest now will have it first and goal. Ball is on about the seven-yard line. You got Carroll in motion. Clarkson waits for him to get set. He's got three wideouts right, one to the left. He's looking. He's looking right. He has a man, and it'll uh, looking for Reed Linder, but the pass is incomplete. Yeah, trying to find Linder, but I think they've got the matchup for Linder and Mason Curtis. He's going to be a tough matchup for Linder all night. Only we're going to be able to get involved might be the screen pass where Linder has been very effective so far this season. Second and goal now on the seven-yard line. 30 seconds to go here in the opening quarter. So, big play in the big time in the game right here. Briarcrest has fallen behind 14 to nothing, but they are threatening. They are inside the Innsworth 10-yard line. This time they're going to fake the handoff. They're going to throw it. Carroll has the ball. He's to the five. Max goes for the end zone, and he will score. Max Carroll gets in the end zone for Briarcrest, and that makes the game, that makes the score 14 to six. Innsworth with just right here at the end of the first quarter. Unbelievable job by Max Carroll, making a big play, showing off his strength there, stiff-arming a defender, and that's now his 10th receiving touchdown of the season. Broke the record for most receiving touchdown in school history last week. Adds to that record tonight. Great job by Carroll. Great throw by Clarkson on the read. And the sound for the first quarter just went off. The the buzzer, I think the clock operator forgot to stop the clock, so they're going to put some time back on the clock. There's probably going to be, I would guess, around 15, 20 seconds put back on the clock left in the first quarter. So Briarcrest right here at the end of the first quarter gets into the end zone with a beautiful uh, pass from Blake Clarkson to Max Carroll. Now Cooper Allen will come into the game. You've got uh, JoJo Bramlett with a snap. You've got Clarkson with a hold. And they're actually going to put 19 seconds back on the clock. And the extra point will be coming up here momentarily. There's a snap. Kick is up, and the kick is... No good. Oh, wow. Missed no good. Left. Yeah, missed that one left. So, with 19 seconds left to go in the first quarter, Briarcrest gets on the board. It is Innsworth 14, Briarcrest 6. You're listening to Briarcrest Saints football here on the mighty 990 KWAM. Okay, we're back with Briarcrest Saints football. Just got a text from Athletic Director Matt Saunders. He's on the way back from the state championship game, soccer state championship game. Unfortunately, the Lady Saints, after a great season, uh, were unable to finish it, but they are this runner-ups, and you've got to be pretty darn good to be the second-best team in the state. Uh, they lost 4-1 to one today, so glad Matt's listening in. Yeah, absolutely. Very impressive with the Lady Saints. Volleyball and soccer team both made it to the state finals. Volleyball was victorious. Now the kickoff underway from Allen. And here comes Ensworth the other way, fielded about the 10, going to be hit at the 25, still on his feet at the 30, makes a man miss there, gets up field at the 35, still on his feet at the 40. He may go all the way now. He's down to the 45, to the 40, caught from behind by Briarcrest at the 32-yard line, and the ball popped out, and Briarcrest has it. Wow, the Saints defender came up that time. Parker, he looked like he was gone, got him, not only tackled him, but got the turnover as well. That was an unbelievable play by senior linebacker Cooper Thompson reminded me a lot of a play we saw last year, Josh, in the Briarcrest Christian Brothers game on the road at Christian Brothers. Saints were behind. Max Carroll makes a big play late in that fourth quarter, and that's a fantastic play by Cooper Thompson in a huge moment of the game. 
Well, I tell you, I heard your pregame show or watched your pregame show with the Coach Stewart, and he talked about taking care of the football and forcing turnovers. That time the Saints get the first forced turnover of the game. Huge play by Cooper Brown, and that's a big momentum swing now for the Saints. Ensworth kind of had all the momentum in the first quarter, jumped out to a 14-0 lead. Briarcrest gets the big one to end the quarter, and now you get a big chance here. Pretty good position after the fumble. Ball's in about the 32-yard line. Yeah, let's not forget Briarcrest had those two huge fourth down conversions on their previous drive to get on the scoreboard. So with uh, we're still uh, very – that should be – the clock operator is struggling tonight. So so the referee is just updating us on the situation. Briarcrest will have the ball. The clock is malfunctioned. So that will actually be the end of the first quarter. So when we come back, Briarcrest will have it first and 10 on the 32-yard line. You are listening to Briarcrest football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. I want to say thank you to EPM Appraisals for sponsoring Briarcrest football all year long. Briarcrest trails 14-6. to This will be the very first play of the second quarter. On the very last play of the first quarter, uh, Briarcrest uh, got a turnover on a kickoff return, and uh, they will now have the ball on their own 33-yard line. First down and 10. Still trying to figure out the clock malfunctions here. It's... It was being coming electronically on the field. Yeah, it looks like they, uh, uh, they're they having problems. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's not that clock operator's not on the field. It's not his best. Of course, we could be a uh, electronic malfunction. We sure. don't know. But, uh, but anyway, right now, uh, Briarcrest is just kind of wandering around on the field. The offense is, uh, as is the Innsworth defense, as they wait for the referees to figure this uh, clock situation out. So, Parker, yeah, that was, uh, you know, really just a fa- – I can't explain to it more to the listeners how it looked totally like Ensworth was going to score a touchdown there, but the Saints defender made such a great play. It was an unbelievable play by Cooper Thompson, senior linebacker. Number 36 for the Brackers Saints making a big play, chasing him down from about 10 yards from behind, catching up to him, poking the ball. Out. Instead, of t- instead of trying to tackle him, that's a risky play, Josh. If he misses that tackle, it's probably yep. a touchdown. Well, and, you know, to me, the Ensworth return man – Almost looked like he slowed down, thinking he was uh, didn't think he'd make a catch him, and uh, and it looked that way for a while. Right. So struggling to figure out the clock. Yeah, the referees. There's three referees standing on about the 45 yard line, having a an intense conversation (laughs) about the clock. Now they have uh, stopped that conversation, and now they're walking over to the sideline and still in conversation. And it looks like we're probably going to keep this on the field, but we will. We'll find that out in just a few minutes. So now, finally, the play will get underway. Blake Clarkson, first and and 10. The ball's on the 33-yard line. Two wideouts left, two wideouts right. JoJo Salim is the lone man in the backfield. Ensworth with a four-man front. They're going to give it to JoJo, and he gets tripped up. No, Clarkson kept the ball, and he will go up to the 40-yard line. Faked everybody out that time, Parker. Even you. (laughs) (laughs) Big play by Clarkson. Way to – Fool almost everybody on the field for a big seven-yard game. Kind of an RPO design play by Robbie Donaldson. Had the option to hand it off. Had the option to dump it to Carroll on the outside. And great read by Clarkson for a seven-yard game. So second down and three for Briarcrest. The ball is right on the 40-yard line. You got Linder in motion. That gets you to three wide outs to the left, one to the right. They're going to fake it to JoJo this time. Clarkson will keep it again, but this time Ensworth was waiting for that. That may even be a one-yard loss for the Saints. It was a one-yard loss, Justin. That was still the correct play. Oh, oh yes. Correct read, I should say, by Clarkson. 
They had a great delayed blitz there by number eight for the Tigers, Sammy Taylor, an outside linebacker there. Great read by Clarkson, though. That would have been a three-yard loss if they handed it off to Salim. So third down and four, and the way the Saints have been going, you got to believe this is uh, four-down territory. Once again, Emsworth tries to blitz, but they jumped offside. So that's the best way I know to get a first down, just let the guy jump yeah, offside. that'll work. Another senior for Emsworth, number three, Kermanuel Lillett on the pony. That's a huge break for Briarcrest. Brings up first and ten at about the 44-yard line. Yeah, first down for Briarcrest. And I tell you, Emsworth Parker really does do a lot of blitzing, and they really – they're a little more sophisticated than most high school teams. They bring it from different directions. Bring it from different directions. They disguise it very well. So this time they have a three-down line, but they're going to bring a blitz with a linebacker. But Clarkson does have time. He's scrambling. He has a man. It's Linder. It's caught at the 35. He cuts up field to the 30 and past the 30-yard line, down to the 28-yard line. First down, Briarcrest. Huge throw by Blake Clarkson. Making a great read, getting out of the pocket, scrambling on the run, and delivering a strike three and Leonard downfield for a big Briarcrest first down. And a nice job that time by Clarkson. As I said, Innsworth was bringing a blitz, but he just ro very calmly rolled away from the blitz and found Leonard downfield. They're bringing the pressure again. It gets through, but he has time. He's going downfield. He has Donaldson, but actually Caleb kind of had to become the defensive back that time and just knocked that ball away. That's great. I'm just getting a hand on it. Number 15, Zayden Moore on the great coverage. Almost had his third interception of the season right there. Great job by Clarkson. Way, way to get rid of the football. This defensive line is really confusing our offensive line, Josh. Mixing up pressure, bringing four or five, even six guys almost every play. Yeah, but the offensive line's done a great job of picking it up, but Clarkson has been equally impressive. He just very calmly just rolls away from the, wherever the pressure comes from. Yep, now timeout. Inswards, Briarcus with a lot of momentum here on this drive, second and ten. Okay, so let's keep it here for this timeout, Parker. So far, Robbie Donaldson has been extremely aggressive with his uh, play calling. Uh, what your thoughts on that? Yeah, I believe that's something that him and Coach Stewart and all the coaching staff kind of decided that we need to do to take some big chances we're going to win this game and get a big upset going into the playoffs. And I think I'm liking it. We only had the one bad call there where it was a great play by Insworth on the defensive side of the ball. But other than that, you're three for four on fourth down conversions and you're creating a lot of big plays and you're catching a lot of breaks. So that big offsides when we just had Either way, Blake Clarkson's playing a fantastic game so far. Nothing but praise for him. He's had a great season. Uh, rather through adversity for him, went from linebacker, got injured, and then transitioned back to quarterback. That's an unbelievable story by him. And his resilience is showing here tonight. He's almost got us the Briarcrest in the red zone right here at about the 28-yard line. Yeah, who would have thought at the beginning of the year that at the end of the year Blake Clarkson would be the uh, quarterback for Briarcrest. He was an uh, injured linebacker when we started. And he's a starting quarterback as we end it. So right now he's got three wideouts to the left. He's got one running back. He's going to fake it to uh, this time. Insworth gets through. Clarkson runs away from him again. He's going to run the football. And what a beautiful job that time by Blake. <laughs> Unbelievable. He, he turned a four-yard loss into a couple-yard gain. You know, I never thought I'd make this comparison. <laughs> that was a Lamar Jackson-esque move. He just completely froze the blitzing linebacker, juked out to the right, and got him somehow a two-yard gain on the play. Yeah, so third down and eight for Briarcrest now. And as we have said, this is four-down territory. The Saints have been going for it on fourth all night. Once again, Clarkson's under tremendous pressure, and he tries to throw the screen past to Max Carroll. And yeah, it, Oh, and now a very late flag comes in. Let's see what that's all about. I mean, it was way after way the play. Way after the play. The referees. There's, this should not be intentional grunting, though. Max Carroll was in the oh, area. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about that. I'm just wondering if there was some jawing going on after the play. Let's see. Referee has yet to give a signal. 
Oh, he's, it looks like an ineligible man downfield on the Saints. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not. I've never seen a referee signal to the wrong sideline, but he is actually doing it now. So it will be an ineligible receiver downfield for Briarcrest. So that's going to be a five-yard walk-off against the Saints. Yep, and I do have a score of the day from our athletic director, Matt Saunders. McCauley now leads Pope John Paul 14 to nothing with about one minute to go in the first half. So it looks like we will be traveling up north next week. Now, wait a minute. Now, now they're moving. Well, okay, they're just the, – the, the referees and the clock operator are really struggling tonight. <laughs> so it looks like actually what's happening, the referee just assumed Ensworth was going to take the penalty. They did not. They turned down the penalty, so that's going to bring up a fourth down and eight. I think that's the right call for Ensworth. Oh, yeah. Coaching staff, make him get a, get a fourth and eight, make them risk another big fourth down, and instead of going for a third and 13, what that score update means, Josh, I just care about the McCauley game. We will be likely now traveling to Nashville to play Pope John Paul next yeah. week. Looking forward to it. Insworth once again showing tons of pressure. They actually are showing all three of their linebackers blitzing. So once again, Clarkson will look over to the sideline. He will get the signal. That really shows the faith they have in their secondary, Josh. And so here they come this time. Yeah, they, and they move their linebackers around. Back to pass, under pressure, throws it downfield. He has a man, and it will be fall incomplete down around the goal line. That was Donaldson. And, yeah, Blake just didn't have the time to really do anything but just throw that ball. Then on time, it's still not a bad throw by Clarkson. Donaldson kind of slipped up, maybe even got tripped there on that fourth down conversion. Either way, great drive from Blake Clarkson. The Brockers got a little momentum back. And either way, now if you're the defense, you got to figure out how to get a stop against the Sensworth defense. Yeah, offense. yeah, big, big, big series here for the Briarcrest defense. Uh, as they have been unable to stop Innsworth so far tonight. Briarcrest with four down linemen, got three linebackers, got four defensive backs. The safety's way, way deep, all the way back to the 45-yard line. There's a snap Ensworth. They're going to hand the ball up the middle, get hot, hit at the line of scrimmage, but he pops out. Now there's going to be a penalty flag thrown, uh, so we'll see what that's all about. Yeah, great job by Mark Smith. Kind of bouncing off Brock Leslie, the defender before him, and Trey Davis is finally able to bring him down. Looks and like that may be, yeah, it's going to be a hold against Innsworth, so that will back them up 10 yards. Looks like it's going to be right at the line of scrimmage, so that's going to bring up a first and 20 for the Tigers. Ball is marked all the way back to the 16-yard line. And now you got a huge chance for your coach, Brandon Tucker, defensive coordinator for the Saints. Make a big stop here. you got first and 20 here. So four down linemen, Briarcrest showing a little pressure themselves. And once again, the uh, whistle blows, and it looks like there's going to be another penalty against the Tigers. So that's going to back them up even further. Yeah, it will be a dead ball, false start. So now Innsworth will go all the way back to the – yeah, they haven't run a play yet, and they've lost 15 yards. So And you love to see that if you're Brandon Tugger, defensive coordinator. Now, you got it, now he's got an even better chance to make a big play. So, yeah, first down in uh, about 35 here, or 25. <laughs> Quarterback, Levi Moore, barking at the signals. He, now he's going to look over the sideline, and he looks like he's changing the play, making some signals to his wide outs, goes up and talks to his lineman. He finally takes a snap, back to pass. He's going to go deep. Ball is Tez away, and it looks like there's going to be an interference against Briarcrest there. Number seven, Colin Collier may have been holding the jersey a little bit. Yeah, there. that was my key match to watch here for the Briarcrest team. That's a matchup that Colin Collier is going to have to find a way to win. That's a beautiful – that's a tough match for him. He's going to have his answer with Jamar Porter, the Kentucky commit all night. And 
Porter got the best one right there. Would have had a touchdown if he would have caught that ball. But either way, pass interference, they'll get most of that yardage back. Yeah, so now we have run three plays in this series, and there's been two penalties against Innsworth and one against Briarcrest. So now we're all the way back up to where we started from. The ball will be first and ten. We've run three plays. It's been for all of them have been first down plays, and now we're back to first down and ten for Innsworth. Their quarterback, the senior, Levi Moore, exhibited a very good arm that time. A lot of experience on the Sinsworth offense. Yeah, a bunch of seniors. Hand the ball up the middle, a little bit of running room, but not much. Briarcrest closes that hole very quickly for about a one-yard gain. Yeah, three Saints combined on that tackle. Nate Rennix, John Richard Odell, and Trey Davis. Rennix and went at the defensive end and kind of dropped back into a linebacker role right there. So it'll be second down and nine for Innsworth. There are seven minutes and 28 seconds left to go in the second quarter. Innsworth leads this game 14-6. The Tigers came out and scored very quickly twice on Briarcrest, but then the Saints came back and scored. Then got a turnover when they were unable to capitalize, and here's a handoff up the middle again for Innsworth. Once again, just a little bit of running room, and Briarcrest doing a great job. It Initially, it looks like there's a bit of a hole, but the Saints' defense closes it up very quickly. Another big play by our guy. We've nicknamed the machine so far this year. John <laughs> Richard Odell, his third tackle of the, the evening. The tackling machine. So the ball up to the 30-yard line, that's going to bring up third down and five for Innsworth. Saints, four-down linemen. Saints now bringing their linebackers up to the line of scrimmage. Innsworth, in response to that, will look over the sideline and get another play in. The Saints showing blitz, backing out, showing blitz. There's a snap. They do not blitz. They're going to pass it out into the flat to the running back. It's going to take a great one-on-one tackle. And the Saints got a great one-on-one tackle by John Richard Odell that time. The machine makes a beautiful <laughs> play out in space shot. That's a little bit of a worry. Something you see when you're outside linebackers out there one-on-one with a very talented running back, and that forces a punt by the Innsworth offense. And that's to stop this leader. Now the Briarcrest crowd gets more into it here. Yeah, Mark, fourth and three. I was going to say Mark Smith, the running back, that was really if, – if Odell does not make that tackle one-on-one, he was going to get a big gainer that time. But Odell made a beautiful tackle, got him to the ground. Now Innsworth will have to punt. Snap is back. There's the punt. It's kind of a wobbly one. It's going to land at the 40. And, and whoa, Salim fields it. He looked like he was going to let it go. He's up to the 45, to the 50, out past the 50-yard line to the 48-yard line. That's one of those, Parker. No, JoJo, no. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, very risky play by Salim. Kind of took it right off the balance. It looked like they were just going to let him roll it. Beautiful job by Salim picking up in a mismatch and getting it into plus territory for the Saints. At about the 49-yard line. Yeah, that ball landed in front of JoJo, and he looked it looked the whole time like he was just going to let it bounce, but it uh, he, he went on and fielded it and got the ball into Innsworth territory at the 49-yard line. That's where Brian Crest will take over. Blake Clarkson in the quarterback. He has three wideouts to his right, one wideout to his left. He is going to fake the handoff. He's going to get it out to Linder. Linder up the field to the 45, out past the 45, down to about the 44-yard uh, line. And I know, Parker, you and I watch a lot of college football. I've seen about five hits tonight that we get kick, players kicked out of the game. Yeah, especially on that one down here on this sideline by where Davis Walker's. That would have been an ejection and a suspension and a lot of other bad things right there. Linder with his third catch of the evening, well, second and five. I was going to say, Reed just got a helmet to helmet, but they didn't call it anyway this time. Pitch back to Salim. He's going to cut up field. He's going to be very close to a first down, but he may be about a half yard short. Yeah, great job by Nate Blood to the right side. They're spreading big blocks so JoJo can get out in space. Going to be close to a first down, but looks like, yeah, he's going to actually be about a full yard short, so it's going to be spotted 
at the 41-yard line. He needs to get just inside the 40. Actually, the ball's all the way down the 40. He needs to get to almost the 39. About third and one. Nate Rennick second in the game at, to provide a second tight end, along with Max Carroll. Actually going to go wildcat here. Going to snap it. At least uh, that's what they're showing right now. Max Carroll in it. The Wildcat position. Saints. Reed Linder in motion. Going to fake it to Reed. Max keeps it. He has a hole. 35-30. Max Carroll will go all the way into the end zone. A beautiful, Another beautiful play call by Robbie Donaldson. Six points for the Saints. That's a fantastic play call. I love getting to watch them work on that in practice this week, Josh. And they love running. It's a lot of trick plays. You can hear that formation. And Max Carroll just absolutely fools the answer defense. You really expect Reeland to take on the Jets? Sweet Max Carroll says, no, I'm going to do this myself. A 49-yard, 39-yard touchdown, I should say. And now Briarcrest is only down by two. Yeah, 14-12. to 12. Briarcrest clearly back in this football game. The Saints are going to go for two to try to tie it up. There's four minutes and 32 seconds left to go until halftime. Saints are going to have to get this playoff quickly. And as a matter of fact, they may have to call timeout, and they do. So, with timeout on the field, we'll take one as well. You're listening to Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We are back at Briarcrest Christian School. There are four minutes and 32 seconds left till halftime, and the Briarcrest Saints have just pulled within two points of Innsworth. The score is 14-12, to 12 and Briarcrest is going to go for two. Blake Clarkson in a quarterback. Man in motion is Linder. There's a the snap. They give it to Carroll, and he will cut up into the end zone. Another fantastic play call by Robbie Donaldson on the reverse to Max Carroll. Robbie Donaldson might be the MVP if Max Carroll wasn't having the game of his life tonight. <laughs> Every play, Max Carroll seems to make a huge impact. That's another one right there. Two touchdowns, a two-point conversion play as well. Unbelievable game so far by him. And you got to remember, it's just the first half, and he has two touchdowns and a two-point conversion play. Now we'll see if the defense can get a big stop. Yeah, it's 14-14 to 14 now. And, boy, Parker, just a few minutes ago, this game looked so bleak for the Saints. But the Saints have – and you got to give Coach Stewart some credit. Going forward on fourth down twice in that touchdown drive, including a fourth and eight. He's known to be a coach that loves to take big chances and not play it safe at all. And that's what he's doing tonight, Josh. It's really paying off. <laughs> so, wow, what a fun football game we're having here. It's a beautiful night, perfect night for football here at Briarcrest Christian School. Saints have crawled right back into this. We're down 14 to nothing very quickly to Innsworth. But Briarcrest with some fantastic play calling by Robbie Donaldson and some gutsy decisions by Brian very Stewart gutsy. and then some beautiful plays by Max Carroll and Blake Clarkson have gotten back and tied this game up. So Cooper Allen in to kick it off. He's been kicking it deep so far. Innsworth, of course, last time got a beautiful return, but they fumbled it and gave the ball back to Briarcrest. They will kick it deep again. The ball's headed to the sideline. It'll actually go into the end. Wow, did they say he fielded that ball? They said he fielded it in the play, and he's going to be tackled at about the 21-yard line. That was a very questionable call by the ref that time. He fielded it. I mean, it looked like in the end zone. He clearly his momentum took him into the end zone, and I think, well, he returned it to the 20 anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. But I think the ref, the other referee came over and, and, told, and said, hey, you can't allow that to happen. So, fortunately, nobody got hurt on a non-play like that. And that looks like Brian Stewart's going to get up. Unsportsmanlike like conduct penalty. He was very – actually not in favor of that call, and rightfully so. You can't let that happen, especially play where it should have been blown dead or as soon as he caught it. 
Now, let's see if they just call a sideline warning. Uh, you know, Stewart, Coach Stewart was clearly out on the field. Uh, referee throws the flag. Now he's picked it back up. Yeah. That's, no, they did call an wow. unsportsmanlike conduct on Coach Stewart, so that ball will go from the 20 to the 35-yard line. And, Parker, you and I didn't hear what happened. No. But you and I know Coach Stewart. I cannot imagine uh. he would say anything that would warrant something like that. Yeah, so we also saw the play that happened, which you cannot be allowed. That's why it's understandable that Coach Stewart's trying to defend his players, but you also – I'm very surprised for that call. Not even a warning, in fact. That's what's so surprising to me. I thought for sure they were just going to call a sideline warning on him since he went out on the field. But that uh, that's a uh, huge break for Ensward. Now, they'll start at the 35-yard line. That's a little bit crazy. But, anyways, first down and 10. Now, Briarcrest showed a lot of pressure. First and 10, ball in the 35. They're going to fake the handoff. Quarterback keeper, he dances around. He's up to the 40. He's up to the 50. Uh, Finley flag is down, so this one may come back. Penalty flag back down around about the 43-yard line. Referee running over. He's going to tell uh, the head referee what had happened. Let's see who the penalty is against. Normally, that's where holding is called. It was right here on the near side. It was Zach Williams for the Saints in number 15. Zayden Moore kind of in a pretty aggressive block. We'll see, and it is going to be walking backwards. Yeah, Ensworth is walking backwards, and the referee has yet to signal up here what the call is, but we will get that in just a second. McCauley's just now taking a 21-7 lead at the end of the first half. So, now I tell you, the referees are having a tough, tough day. They can't figure out where the holding – I assume it's holding. They have yet to – now they're going to mark the penalty off against Ensworth. And it should be farther downfield than that. And now they're coming over to explain it to Coach Stewart. I hope he doesn't say anything back because apparently any – Okay, so there's going to be a, a penalty against Sinsworth. Then after the play, there's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct against Briarcrest. So they will mark the penalty off against Sinsworth. So it should be a first down for Ensworth, and it will be. Yeah, it will be a first down for Ensworth. And I don't know, Parker, have you ever seen two unsportsmanlike conducts in a row? Absolutely. I don't even know what that <laughs> one was for. I they, feel like that one was just to throw the flag and see what happens, but I didn't even see anything that would have warranted Anything even like a warning. Okay, so anyway, once again, it's first down and 10 for Ensworth. The ball's on about the 47. Briarcrest showing pressure. They back out. Ensworth, three wideouts right. They got one man in the backfield. They're going to hand it to that man. He dances around. He's going to be tackled right at the line of scrimmage by Briarcrest. And when the refs finally let him play, the Saints make a, <laughs> make a good play on defense. Beautiful play by John Nutrell. Finally, he hits him first. It's about the 45-yard line, and then Zach Williams. Comes in with a big hit for a tackle for loss and a one-yard loss on the play. Yeah, I haven't complained about the refs all year, so I'm trying to get it all out here in the last. Uh, <laughs> Let it all out in the last regular season <laughs> game. It's second down and 11. The ball is spotted at the 46-yard line. Once again, Briarcrest showing some pressure, but they're going to back out of it. Snap. They're going to fake the handoff. Quarterback will keep it. He cuts up field. Saints have had trouble uh, guarding that play all night long, and they do once again. That'll be a first down for Ensworth all the way onto the Briarcrest side of the football field. I would almost say all year long, though. That's really been the big struggle. <laughs> I remember, especially against DeSoto Central, little quarterback ran for two touchdowns and 120 yards. Yep. And Levi Moore's having a great night, and I will say one of the bright spots is Briarcrest's defense. John Richard is already up to six tackles, so he's up for – on the pace to another big night. 
So it'll be first down and 10 for Innsworth. There are three minutes straight up left to go in the uh, first half. Back to pass. Has a man. It's caught. He's up to the 40, up to the 35, but a nice job by the Briarcrest defender to make the tackle. That could have been a big play, but it is an eight-yard gain as it is. Yeah, beautiful tackle by Zach Williams right there. He almost got away with the holding. The defender did Will Gardner. Got away with a little bit of jersey touch. Zach Williams makes a great diving tackle. To limit the game to only about a seven-yard game. Second down and three for Innsworth. Ball is right on the 40-yard line. There are two minutes and 30 seconds to go. Well, half. We got a tie game. 14 to 14. He's going to go deep. Has a man, and it will be caught for Innsworth touchdown. Wow, he got uh, got too far behind the defensive backs that time, Parker. Yeah, great job by number six, Andrew Bonner, on the catch and a fantastic throw by Levi Moore. That's now Bonner's third touchdown of the season. That puts him almost at 400 total yards as well. Great job by him. Great catch. And now into the three taking the lead, 20-14. to 14. Their kicker, Estefanos, into the game. He's got a strong leg. Been very good all year for them. And he will try to tack on the extra point. And he does do that. So with two minutes and 18 seconds left to go, it is Innsworth 21, Briarcrest 14. You are listening to Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. It is Innsworth 21. It is Briarcrest 14. It's been an entertaining first half of football. Innsworth jumped out quickly against Briarcrest. They scored two touchdowns, got up to a 14 to nothing lead, but then Briarcrest came back on a drive in which they went forward on fourth down twice and ended up scoring uh, to cut it to 14 to six. And then the Saints, just a minute ago, cut it to 14, it made it tied it up at 14 all. And now Innsworth has answered with a touchdown of their own. There's the kickoff. The ball will go out of bounds. And I have never seen a team more scared of return man than Innsworth is of Reed Linder. And not only did they kick it on the complete other side, they kicked it about 10 yards out of bounds. <laughs> Coach Harrington, our varsity basketball, descending on the track, and he also was the one to make the catch on that kickoff. I mean, they are not getting within 30 40. yards of <laughs> exactly. at least 30 yards of length. I mean, it's not just to the left side of the field. It is to the – well, like you said, he just – I mean, they've made it clear that that's their top concern. I mean, they're putting their mission commit linebacker, Mason Curtis, on, on defense, and they're kicking it 30 to 40 yards away from every time. And that has opened up Max Carroll to have a big game. So, anyway, Briarcrest first down and 10. Ball's at the 35-yard line. Clarkson barks at his signals. He's going to fake it to Slim. He has a man. It's Linder. Linder makes the catch. He's brought down immediately. But that will be about an 11-, 12-yard pickup for the Saints. Yeah, that's how he got him. Got away from Curse. Line up on the other side of the field. Linder went in motion on the slant route on the RPO, and Linder executes it perfectly for Briarcrest first down. Yeah, that's a good job by the Emsworth, the defensive back that time. As he does not make that play, that is six for Briarcrest. JoJo Saleem with the ball, has some running room. He will get up past the 50, past the 45, down to the 44-yard line. That will be close to a Briarcrest first down, but he's going to be about a yard short. Yeah, very short second and one. Briarcrest moving quickly, minute 40 to go in the half. Clarkson looks one way, throws it the other way, has his man. It's going to be caught upfield. He's going to have a first down. He's going to be up to about the 40-yard line for a first down for Briarcrest. Devin Johnson on the catch, his second catch of the evening. It's good enough for Briarcrest first down. Loving the play calling so far by Robbie Donaldson and great execution by Blake Clarkson on this drive and even this whole half in general. Yeah, that time Briarcrest Clarkson had plenty of time that time and looked one way, then turned around and threw it the other way. Had Johnson for the first down. Saints with a minute 16 to go. Back to pass. 
has his man at Saleem. He's up to the 35, past the 35, down near the 30-yard line. That's going to be another nice gain on first down. It'll be a yard or two short, and so we're going to be down under a minute by the time the Saints run this next play. Briarcrest do have two timeouts left. It's going to be second down and two for the Saints. Snap back. Clarkson back to pass. He's got a man at Saleem again. He's caught it for a first down. He breaks a tackle. He's to the 20, to the 15. Run out of bounds at the eight-yard line. What a beautiful job by JoJo Saleem. That was so impressive by Saleem. Zayden Moore is one of their best defensive backs. Has 11 tackles, two interceptions in the season, and he just made him look silly. Just runs him right over, freezes him in his tracks, and now Ainsworth's going to have to take a timeout. With 43 seconds to go, Briarcrest is now in the red zone after three big plays by Georgia Saleem, kind of breaking out once again like he did last week. And I'm not sure Innsworth, they got out to that 14 to nothing lead, and they just, and, and given the history of the series, I just don't think they thought the sack like this, and now they seem to be a little bit shell-shocked. Yeah, Briarcrest kind of knocked the wound out of Innsworth up 14-0, kind of kicked their feet up on the desk and said, all right, let's keep it up. Kind of took it easy, and now Briarcrest has rolled out. Andrew did take the lead back once again. Now they're up 21-14, but Blake Clarkson continues to impress and continuing to make the right read. His past three games, no interceptions. That's continuing so far in this half. Loving the play calling by Robbie Johnson. A perfect game by him so far. Loving it. I hope they can keep it up and get in the end zone R4 half right here. And we've got to give a lot of credit to Parker to the offensive line because Innsworth is showing all sorts of different blitz packages. They're bringing the blitz sometimes, sometimes they don't. But for the most part, the offensive line has picked it up and given Blake plenty of time. So Briarcrest will have it. First and goal. The ball is at the nine-yard line. There are 43 seconds left to go to half. Briarcrest does have two timeouts. There are three wideouts to the left. You have, you have Max Carroll in tight. This time Clarkson rolls out. He's going to throw in the end zone. He's looking for Salim, and good thing by Blake. He just threw it away. JoJo was not open. Yeah, JoJo's not open. He's under pressure. Great job on our 54. Brillin Morris, one of their standout interior defensive linemen, kind of getting pressure on him there. Salim was triple covered, so good by him just to get it away. Second and, second and goal now on the nine. So Briarcrest, Clarkson's looking over the sideline. He's getting the signals. Saints have plenty of time. On the matter of fact, they have not even started the play clock yet, so they can uh, take their time. 37 seconds left to go until halftime. Saints trail 21-14, but they are inside the Innsworth 10. They've got it second and goal from the nine-yard line. So here comes the blitz from Innsworth. They're going to hand it to Salim. He's trying to get to the outside. He gets there, but beautiful job by Innsworth of bottling it up very quickly, and he'll be thrown down after about a two-yard gain. And Briarcrest will take the timeout now. Yeah, big tackle number number one, Martez Cooksey Jr., one of their big guys who plays two ways, has a rushing touchdown, scored the first one tonight for Innsworth, and makes a big hit up there on Saleem. Limits him to a two-yard gain. So, Josh, now third and goal from the seven-yard line. What's your play call? If you're well, I was just about to ask you, okay? <laughs> okay, the play call, you know they're going to throw the football. Yeah. But if they don't get it, do you go for it on fourth down from the seven-yard line, or do you bring Cooper That's Allen? That's a tough call. <laughs> They have been known to go for it a lot. They don't love to kick field goals, and I understand that. But I believe Innsworth gets the ball to start the second half, yep. and that's something you can't afford. If you've got to get it under a score, I think you just got to find one in the end zone. I think this offense is capable of that right now. The way they're playing in this half, I'm feeling confident. I think Robbie Donaldson has been feeling confident and very proud of the performance he's getting. So I feel like he's back in the situation where he has faith in his offense, especially that's something impressive to have considering the correct situation we've had this season. So – 
I think he's going to have the faith in his offense. Can I say on the field, this might be four-down territory? Well, I tell you what, and I said they'll obviously throw the football, but the way Robbie Donaldson's called it tonight, he has done every play, he's done the exact opposite of the obvious, obvious and it's worked out great for Briarcrest. Once again, you got Max Carroll in at the uh, Wildcat position. He gives it to Reed Linder. Linder around the end. He cuts up field. He's going to get inside the five-yard line or down to the four. So now we're going to – and they keep the clock running. He looked like he was thrown out of bounds, but you have an Ensworth player that's hurt so that will stop the clock with 23 seconds to go look like he got down to the four yard line so now that's a tough call that's <laughs> a really tough call at this point in the game I mean you're down a score late in the second half still the injured Tiger defender down right on the near sideline right about the seven yard line both athletic trainers from each side are checking on him now the Innsworth head coach is going to come down and take a look at him yeah, the Innsworth head coach is Rock Batten. By the way, Donnie Hudson's our offensive line coach, former Briarcrest uh, yeah, offensive line coach. Yeah, that's what the big story got into. Kind of the revenge game. A lot of the interior linemen are calling it like that, getting a chance to coach against or play against their old, old coach. And I even heard they had to kind of change a couple play calls for this week, especially with Hudson being so familiar with the system. Yeah, so I guess if you're Donnie Hudson, do you now turn to the Innsworth coach? See, see you, you, you quit blitzing these guys. I coached them. You can't get past those guys. Is that what you're – Well, I'm surprised Donnie Hudson didn't remind them about how talented Reed Linder Max <laughs> Carroll, I should say. They've been really focusing on Linder. you got to realize it's a two-headed monster. And I tell you what, uh, well, actually, he's getting up now, so we'll probably – I was about to say we could take a break, but now the young man from Innsworth is uh, – I believe it's number one, Cooksey, who's had a fantastic game, made a couple of big hits on the defense win, and I saw – had their first rushing touchdown of the game on offense. Uh, it's number three, actually. Number three. That's Emmanuel Liggett. And he's had a couple. He's had a pretty good game on defense. Two tackles so far for him. That's going to be a big loss when they're starting outside linebackers. And so Briarcrest is tipping their hand very quickly here. The offense is staying on the field. Max Carroll is staying in at the Wildcat. Uh, they didn't so even try to disguise it. They're just going to. They're going to let you see it right now. Their offense is going to stay out. I like this call. I don't know about the Wildcat. Well, the ball is spotted at the four. It is fourth down. There are 23 seconds left to go until halftime. The Saints will go. At least they're showing that they are going to go for it here on fourth down. You have JoJo Salim in the backfield. You have wide outs to the left, one wide out to the right. Max Carroll is in at the Wildcat position. He's going to fake it. He's actually going to give it to Leonard. It's going to be a reverse to Donaldson. He's going to throw the ball. Touchdown, Briarcrest, and an incredible play call. I say it over and over again by Robbie. Okay, explain what just happened. Robbie Donaldson just called the Philly special, folks, and that was beautiful. He pulled up the Wildcat. He didn't need a quarterback on the field. He trusted his son, Caleb Donaldson, to throw the touchdown pass, and I'm just speechless, Josh. You take – Linder on the jets. Oh, it's another run by Linder. No, he's going to throw it back to Kyle Donaldson on their double reverse, and then he's going to throw it to Max Carroll. He just combined, combined three trick plays into one. Either way, Briarcus now, Cooper Allen, PAT from tying this game right before half the clock is still running. Yeah, and I tell you, this is kind of like icing your own kicker here. Uh, the clock operator, and again, we don't know if it's the operator's fault or whether it's the uh, – uh, you know, whether there's just some sort of issue. <laughs> electronic issue, but whatever the issue is, that's not good. You do not want to ice your own kicker, but it looks like they're going to go ahead and go now. 
uh, Cooper Allen in to tie this ball game up, or try to anyway. 16 seconds left to go till halftime. There's a snap. There is the kick. The kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 16.2 seconds left to go till halftime, Briarcrest ties it up. You are listening to Briarcrest football on the Mighty 99 EKWAM. By the way, Josh Rivera will have the halftime show, and he's going to have a lot to talk about as, as far as this game's concerned. Parker, have you ever seen a play like that? I mean, this is unbelievable. Coach Thompson <laughs> just finds another way to pull trick plays out of his hat, just a never-ending hat like a magician tonight. He'll have a lot to talk about as well. You just said big score updates. Houston now leads White Station 9-6. to six. I'm really break down that game. And then in our feature game, that will determine our fate. Macaulay leads Pope John Paul 21-7 to seven at the half. So, Cooper Allen in to kick the ball off. 16 seconds left to go to halftime. It's at 21-20 to in what's been an incredibly entertaining football game. It's going to be a squib kick this time, but it kicks perfectly to the Innsworth player at the 33-yard line, but he will just go down. And so, Innsworth will have good field position here with about 11, 11.8 seconds to go. And so, what do you do if you're Innsworth here? Do you try to go deep one time? They got a man wide open last time they did that. Yeah, you got a chance when you got a big playmakers like your guys, Shamar Porter, Kentucky Commander, Andrew Bonner had the deep ball earlier in the game. You got a chance. They do have one to So you technically could run two plays, try to set something up here, but I would just play it safe. Okay, so. They're going to add another second and a half. That's kind of huge for Innsworth. 13 and a half seconds now on the clock. Okay, so that's the situation. It has been just a, a very entertaining first half. 21 to 21 is the score. Innsworth has it first down and 10. Ball at about the 35-yard line. There's 13 seconds left to go. They will fake the handoff. Back to pass. He is going to go deep. He has a man, but he's double covered. The ball is knocked down by the Briarcrest defensive back, and there's going to be five seconds left to go till halftime. Yeah, great play that time. Colin Carter wins the matchup over number two. Shamar Porter, that's a big play. That's two guys that are going to be playing on Saturdays. Colin Carter has some big offers, including Buffalo, and Shamar Porter will be playing for Kentucky in the SEC next season. So, an exciting play, but it is nothing but an incomplete pass. So now we have five seconds left to go. This should be the last play of the half. Innsworth has two wideouts right, one man in the backfield. They've got a couple of tight ends in the game. They're going to snap it. They're going to fake the handoff. The quarterback will keep it. He's up to the 40. He's up to the 50. He's got it well. They're finally going to get him well. I I say that, and he is finally wrestled out of bounds at the 40-yard line. So every play, no matter what, Parker May has been exciting, but it ends up 21 all at half. 21 all at half and unbelievable first half. My concern is Briarcrest needs to fight time possession. I didn't know if we could handle a high-scoring game like this, but Briarcrest has stepped up to the task. Unbelievable game by Blake Clarkson and unbelievable play calling by Robbie Donaldson. So, you were listening to Briarcrest Football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We will kick it back to the studio and Josh Rivera. From the Mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the Peer Financial Advisors Halftime Show. Peer Financial Advisors. Plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently with Peer Financial Advisors. Here's Josh Rivera. All tied up here, 21 to 21. What an exciting game, and it's been a while since we've actually had a really exciting game for Briarcrest. Again, they've had kind of a rougher season, but this game has shown uh, it's the definition of a roller coaster. You start the game out already down a 14-0 deficit, but then Briarcrest rallies back, No, I mean, all thanks to Max Carroll and his two touchdowns and a two-point conversion, and they tied it up to 14-14. Then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Endsworth ends up scoring. It's 21-14, and to finish that half, really exciting uh, football by Briarcrest, tying it back to 21 uh, all even. And we still have plenty of football left to go. 
again, this is what uh, I was talking about before the game. If you're Brightcrest, you have absolutely nothing to lose this season because you've already locked that fifth seed in the division playoffs. So this is a game that could really, really help you out in the playoffs. We still don't know who they're going to play, if it's going to be over there in Chattanooga or Nashville. But you have to imagine with this game, if you win this game, if you're the Briarcrest Saints, you're winning the last four out of the last four out of the last five. You're on a three-game winning streak. And then again, you're winning a game that not a lot of people had them winning in the first place. You have all of that on your favor. You're looking at a chance of maybe upsetting a team in the playoffs, maybe a potential run in the playoffs. See, seeding does matter. But sometimes it's the momentum. What's been happening lately is your team uh, been really hitting it off in all cylinders lately. That stuff matters too. So if you're Briarcrest, you have to be really, really feeling good ahead of the playoffs. And of course, they want to finish this game. If they can pull off this win, that will be so, so good for this uh, Briarcrest Saints team. Uh, let's look at some scores. Uh, you know, we had some games last night. So we'll start off with some Thursday night scores. Uh, Overton and Raleigh, Egypt. Overton winning that game 14 to 8. You also have Memphis East and Tresvant. Memphis East winning that game 33-0. Fate Ware, excuse me, and Wooddale. Wooddale was not able to capture a single win this regular season. Fate Ware winning that game 42-0. Uh, Wooddale falling to 0-10 in the regular season. Rough, rough uh, season for them. Uh, and also rough for Hillcrest, who also finishes un, uh, winless in the season. They fell to Manassas 20-0. Freedom Prep Academy and Oak Haven. Freedom Prep Academy winning that game 34 to 24. Then looking at Booker T. Washington and Westwood. Booker T. Washington winning that game 38 to 20. Melrose finishing the season strong 9 and 1 as in the regular season overall record against Ridgeway. They won that game 42 to 24. Holly Springs and North Panola. North Panola winning that game 36 to 6. Looking at MASE, they're finishing that year, uh, this season, undefeated. They beat Bluff City last night, uh, 50 to six. Craigmont and Kirby. Craigmont finishing really strong as well, nine to one. Again, I told you in the pregame show, Craigmont. They're coming off a four and six regular season last year, and now they're improved to nine and one. That's probably the biggest turnaround in in high school football, especially in the Memphis area. Great year for Craigmont as they, uh, you know, face off as they prepare for a really big uh, test in the playoffs. They won that game 34-29. St. George's and ECS to round out our Thursday night scores. St. George's falling to ECS 7-10. So our Friday night scores, we have some updated ones. Of course, Ensworth and Briarcrest all tied up here 21-21. Briarcrest, uh, there's still plenty of football left. Both of these programs in the same division, both really needing this victory. If you're Ensworth, you want to make sure that you're up there uh, uh, in the division alongside Brentwood Academy. And if you're Briarcrest, you know, you you don't want to be in the bottom half either, although they did lock up that number five seed. White Station in Houston. Houston uh, leading 30-6. to six. Olive Branch in Lewisburg. Lewisburg leading 14-7. to seven. You look at Bartlett and Whitehaven. Bartlett leading 14-0. to zero. South Panola and Horn Lake right now. South Panola leading 35-0. to zero. Mumford and Central, you know, actually that game started out as a blowout, it seemed. Mumford was ahead by two or three total touchdowns. Now it's a close game. Mumford leading 21 to 13. Again, if this is the first time, if, if Mumford wins this game, this will be the first time that Mumford finishes the regular season 10 0, undefeated into the postseason for the first time in their program's history. And again, they've been playing for decades upon decades upon decades. So this would be history in the making if they can pull off this victory against Central. It is close right now. Cairo and Arlington all tied up at seven. You look at Germantown and Cordova. Germantown looking to finish the season strong. Uh, right now they're 7-2. and two. If they win this game, they'll finish 8-2. and two. They're leading Cordova 37-0. to zero. Germantown looking to run off with this 
Uh, it's still plenty of football left, but a really, really big margin uh, for Germantown and those Red Devils. DeSoto Central and South Haven. South Haven leading 14-6. Lausanne and North Point. Lausanne leading 31-6. And Lausanne, they're looking to put away this season with only one loss against, you know, when they played Bartlett earlier in the season. Lausanne uh, really, really playing strong this year. Dyer County and Kingsbury. Dyer County uh, uh, leading against Kingsbury 7-6. Christian Brothers High School and St. Benedict. Christian Brothers leading 14-6. Covington and Bolton, and Bolton, excuse me, Covington leading 21 to zero. Then looking at MUS and Brentwood, remember I told you in the pregame, this is a really, really big game for both of these programs. MUS and Brentwood, it's a division game, and uh, you're looking at the winner of this getting that number one seat in the division. And right now, Brentwood is leading that 21 to zero. Really rough for MUS, who really wanted to make a close game out of it. And of course, there's still plenty of football left. 21 to zero is not. Uh, a game that they couldn't come back from. They have all the talent in the world to come back from that game. But right now, Brentwood has that commanding lead uh, against them by 21 points. Win and Forest City, two Arkansas teams, win leading 21-6. to And you look at another Arkansas uh, uh, game, West Memphis and Benton. Benton leading 17-6. to uh, Throwing it back to Mississippi, Lafayette and Greenville, 28-14. to Lafayette is leading. And then to finish off our Friday scores for now, Mitchell leading Kip Academy 14-0. to so when we come back, guys, we're gonna go to uh, we're we're gonna do some Week Ten Player of the Week. Who won the Player of the Week of Week Ten, and then also some candidates that were also in contention for that uh, Player of the Week uh, award. Um, and then after that, we'll talk about who some of the stat leaders are ahead of the playoffs um, and ahead of, of course, tonight's game. We'll talk about my night Mighty Nine Ninety Top Ten, and we'll do a quick uh, just recap again of some scores in the Memphis area. We'll have all of that, guys, after we come back with these messages. Welcome back to the Halftime Show here, sponsored by Peer Financial Advisors. Peer Financial Advisors, plan, invest, evolve, retire confidently. So uh, again, we're just going to give you a quick recap of Briarcrest and Ensworth. Really exciting game so far. By far, one of the more exciting games in recent memory. Kind of reminds me of when they played Houston, and that end of the game was so, so fun to listen to and, of course, talk about. And right now, this first half has been nothing short of exciting. All tied up at 21 and 20, 21 to 21. Uh, so let's jump into some player of the week candidates. It's been a really, really fun season of football. And to finish the last week uh, of, of week 10, we had some player of the week candidates. And I'll, of course, jump into the winner after naming some of these names. Kamaro Brown for MASE. He had a really, really great game uh, when the Phoenix improved to 9-0. And this is, of course, before their ten and, uh, improving to 10-0 last night. Uh, but last week, they won 56-0, a shutout over Halls. And he ran 100 yards over four with, with four on just four carries. He scored twice, and he did catch a pass for 15 yards. Really great game for Kamara Brown as a mace. Uh, in that game, they improved to 9-0. But tonight, or last night, they did improve to 10-0. So congratulations to them and Kamara Brown on, on being considered. Uh, Ryan Brown and uh, Melrose, his game against Kirby, it was a really, really big game when they played uh, the Golden Wildcats. Uh, and it was exactly what Brown uh, gave them that was they made all the difference. He ran for 232 yards. He had just 19 carries, and he scored four touchdowns in that game when Melrose improved to 8-1. and one. And, of course, they're playing right now, hopefully uh, wanting to improve to 9-1. They did improve to 9-1. Excuse me. That was a game they played last night. My mistake when they beat Ridgeway 42-24. But, again, last week, Ryan Brown was in consideration. Uh, Jace Edwards for Whitehaven. He did nothing short of spectacular. He went crazy. He completed 11 of 19 passes. He went for 234 yards, and he had five touchdowns, a season high for him in a shutout win 
uh, 44 to zero victory. Kevin Garrett for Kip Academy. He's probably the best running back in the city. And you're looking at some of his stats. He ran 173 yards. He had seven carries. He scored three touchdowns, one of which included a 72-yard uh, touchdown. He completed three of five passes as well, one of them including uh, 45 yards. And that was when he basically uh, helped them roll over that win last week, 40-2. to Brock Glenn, familiar name. I've been talking about him all, all season long. Brock Glenn, he's a quarterback for Lausanne. He's the Ohio State uh, commit. He completed 11 of 20 passes, 190 yards, and three first house touch, first half touchdowns when they avenged a really bad loss from last year's uh, season when they beat uh, when they had a really big win, 35 to 14. And now Lausanne, they're looking to want to finish the season nine and one. So congratulations to Brock Glenn. And then uh, finishing off, we have uh, uh, Jack McLaughlin for Christian Brothers had a really big game against uh, Central. He had 13 of 22 passes, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. And then Markevian Sanders with O'Caven. Markevian Brown, he had eight of 10 passes for 249 yards, nearly 250. He had three touchdowns when they steamrolled the Hawks, 42 uh, to zero. And then we're going to look at who actually won. And the winner was actually Christian Brothers quarterback, Jack McLaughlin. So congratulations to him in that uh, that Daily Memphian poll for player of the week. Always love looking and seeing who some of the top performers are. And he had, again, 13 of 22 passes completed for 269 yards, three touchdowns when they uh, when they won 35-7. to seven. So congratulations to Jack McLaughlin. You are the Week 10 Player of the Week. And guys, when we come back, I'm going to talk about some stat leaders. I'm also going to talk about uh, some of the scores, give you a quick recap on the latest going on in the Memphis area, uh, Memphis High School football. We'll have all of that after this commercial break. Now, back to the Beer Financial Advisors Halftime Show with Josh Rivera. Let's look at some of the top uh, leaders, stat leaders, as the season is starting to head right into the playoffs. We're going to start with the total rushing yards. We'll just do the top three. Quintarian Hollins, he's leading fairly with 1,085 total rushing yards. Ryan Brown from Melrose, 1,215. And you have Braylon Cato at number one for Fayetteware, 1,405. Uh, Looking at some rushing touchdowns, the top three leaders are Jamarian Dowell with Covington. He has 20 Heading into this week, Braylon Cato, he's also at 20. He plays for Fayetteware. And then Quintarian Hollins for Fairley at 24. Uh, as far as just passing yards, you look at the top three. Really impressive uh, season for EJ Gilliam. He's number three for Freedom Prep, 1,622 passing yards. And then Alex McAlpin for St. Benedict, 1,878. And then number one for North Point, Jack Patterson, 1,939. Really, really great uh, stats for these guys. And then for the passing touchdowns, top three, Tar- uh, Tarquinio Phillips for Craigmont. He has 21 passing touchdowns. St. Benedict's Alex McAlpin, he's at 21 as well. And then EJ Gilliam, 27 touch- passing touchdowns for Freedom Prep. Uh, really great uh, stats coming in. And then the last one, we'll finish off. Jordan Ward for St. Benedict, 678 receiving yards. He's number three. Christian Gilliland for North Point, 695. And then our own Reed Linder for Briarcrest, 716 excuse me, total receiving yards. Those are just a hint of some of the biggest stats, and I can get a little bit deeper into it, uh, you know, probably in the post-game show. Um, but it's time to go back, guys, because we're about to go to the uh, for the second half of Briarcrest versus Ensworth. I'm going to throw it back to Josh Davis and Parker May. We'll go into a quick commercial break, and then they'll kick off this second half of this really exciting football game, all tied up, 21 to 21. 
Briarcrest Football, powered by EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Sponsored by Magnolia Homes. Live life well. Peer Financial Advisors. Plan. Invest. Evolve. Retire confidently. Independent Bank. A better way to bank. Way to bank. Rando Frame and Gallery. And Weimer's Jewelry. Live from high atop Clayton Field in the Ray Mullins Press Box. Here's Josh Davis and Parker May. We are just about ready to kick off the second half here at Briarcrest Christian School. The score is Briarcrest 21, Innsworth 21. And Parker May, can you explain to the people how we got there? It's been an unbelievable first. <laughs> I mean, that just seems like an understatement for me. Quick little game recap. Innsworth opening up the scoring early on in the first quarter, jumping out to a 14-0 lead behind a touchdown for each of their star running backs. Mark Dez, Cooksey Jr., and Mark Smith each had a touchdown. And then Briarcrest stormed back, got it to 21 to seven. Drew Bonner had a big touchdown for Innsworth in the second quarter, and then Max Carroll has been the story of the game for the Saints. Three touchdowns for him, two catch, two on the receiving end, one on the rushing end. Took out of the Wildcat for a 40-yard run. Caught a Philly special pass from Caleb Donaldson. That's been really just the unbelievable play of the game. Well, I don't think we can ever stop talking about that play. Missed PAT from Cooper Allen before they finally have the 2-1 conversion to go off a of Reedlander jet sweep. Actually, Max Carroll Jets. We're now about ready to get this one going here in the second half. Innsworth will get the ball to start the second half. So if you're Briarcrest, if you can get a stop here to start the second half, the momentum will have completely flipped. It's already kind of getting wobbly. Innsworth touched to the big lead. Now it's slowly working back towards Briarcrest's favor. But if you can get a stop here, maybe get a Brandon Meyer sack. Haven't called his name a lot tonight. Yeah. Hope that can get a little bit of a jump start. Yeah, and, and, you know, we've talked a lot about the offense, the offensive line, uh, uh, you know, Reed Linder and Max Carroll and Blake Clarkson, but the defense really stepped up big because those first two drives. It was ugly. It was ugly. I mean, and it looked like it was just going to be an easy uh, Innsworth victory, but the the Saints defense has bowed up and uh, kept them out of the end zone since then. Yeah, secondary stepped up. They had had to make something that last Hail Mary drive. Colin Carr got a couple pass deflections off out of their star receiver. Uh, Shamar Porter, hopefully he can get a big stop there. Deep to return now for the Tigers. Be Martez Cooksey Jr., number one, number 23, Hayden Caldwell, and the number 15, Zayden Moore. So, Cooper Allen into the game. We will kick it off here. That is, we are just getting underway in the second half. It's going to be kind of an onside kick. Hensworth touches it. The ball is loose on the field. I think the Tigers fell on it. They have not uh, cleared up the pile yet. And, uh, yeah, Hensworth will get that ball back. But, boy, that was very close. Almost another big mistake for the Tigers. Yeah, that was very risky. I don't know if I agree with that call, Josh. I mean, had a chance to kind of pin them deep. Kickoff card has been pretty good tonight. Either way, Enzo will get great field position at about the 43-yard line, 42-yard line. It was like it wasn't a true onside kick because he kicked it really hard. It's a squib Uh, kick. It's a squib, but he he didn't kick it very far either, and the Ensworth player fumbled it for a second anyway. Ensworth rolling out, throwing the ball, has their man. It's caught. The ball will be uh, up to the 50-yard line inside the 50. Now they're scrambling around. Let's see what's going on. I think he looked like he may have fumbled it, but he did not. So all of that's going to equate to about a 9 yard gain for the Tigers. Yeah, Max Carroll on the tackle tried to fumble out. Great job on number six for the Tigers. Drew Bonner, his second big catch of the night. And it's going to be enough for the first down. That's a so, yeah. very, that's a right-footed spot if I've ever seen yeah, one that, right that there. Was, uh, uh, anyway, but there's also looks like there's going to be a penalty on the play and there's going to be a face mask against Briar Crystal. Oh. Wow, that is a huge that's play. That's definitely a first down now. Yeah. Way in plus Terry for, in, for injured about the 33-yard line. 
So Innsworth already down on the Briarcrest side of the field. We are just getting started here at the second half. The score is 21 Briarcrest, 21 Innsworth. Briarcrest bringing a blitz. They're going to get the man in the backfield, but he breaks the tackle. He's going to get upfield for a nice gainer. Whoa, the Saints almost had him for a big loss that time. Nate Rennix, the senior defensive end, his first year playing football. He's had a pretty solid year. Almost had a big tackle for loss there. Him and Colin. Him and Colin Collier eventually bring him down for about a four-yard gain. So second down and six for Innsworth. The ball will be spotted at about the 29-yard line. We are just getting underway here at the second half. There's a snap. The quarterback keeper, and once again, that plays wide open up to the 20-yard line. Misses, breaks a tackle to the 15, down the 10. Inside the 10, down to the 6 is the quarterback, Levi Moore. And that's something that Brandon Tucker, the defensive coordinator for the Saints, just cannot find an answer for all season long. They've been struggling with that. Big yard, big pickup now for Levi Moore. First and goal at about the six-yard line. Yeah, Innsworth is, uh, with the help of a uh, face mask for Briarcrest, is marked right down the field very quickly. There's first down and goal. The ball is at the six-yard line. There's a snap. They're going to throw to the end zone. He ball is loose, and he falls on it. The quarterback, he tried to throw the ball, try, then tried to pull it back in, and then the ball popped out. But the quarterback, uh, was Moore, was able to fall on it. Almost a huge break block. Lessig almost jumped on it. Great heads-up play by Levi Moore to pick up that fumble pretty quickly as Nate Bledsoe now jumps into the game at interior defensive line. So they did lose five yards on that play, so now it's going to be second and goal from the 11. Innsworth, their quarterback, Levi Moore, barking at his signals. He has three wide outs in the game. He's going to roll out. He's looking to throw. He's going to throw the ball in the end zone. He has a man, and the ball is caught. Caught. So that will be an Innsworth touchdown. So Innsworth, yeah, we, we wanted the Briarcrest defense to make a big stop at that uh, big face mask really. Face off penalty really hurt, and then Shamar Porter there. Kentucky hasn't had a big play there tonight. There it is right there. His first touchdown of the game, his ninth of the season. Estefanos into the game for the extra point. Innsworth now leads 27-21 to 21 over Briar Crest. The kick is up. The kick is good. And so with nine minutes and 52 seconds left to go in the third quarter, it is Innsworth 28, Briar Crest 21. You are listening to Briar Crest football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. We are back in Joseph Clayton Field. We are about to witness a kickoff from Innsworth. They just took the lead over Briar Crest, 28 to 21. There are nine minutes and 52 seconds left to go in the third quarter. So far tonight, Innsworth has kicked it anywhere Reed Linder is standing. They kick it the opposite direction, this, and they will do that again. But this time, it's going to be returnable. Johnson takes it at the 10. He's up to the 20, the 25, and he'll get out to about the 31-yard line. That was the first time they got within 10 yards of him, though, Parker. Yeah, great job by Devin Johnson. They're fielding it at about the 10. A great 20-yard return by him. Not bad fielding in here for Blake Clarkson. They'll spot it right about the 30-yard line. So, you know, Parker, if, if Briarcrest has clearly has decided they're going to come out and be very aggressive, do you think they might have gotten a little bit too aggressive on that onside kick? I don't think that was needed, especially in a chance where he could have pinned inward a little bit deeper and made them go at least 70 yards for their opening touchdown. That made that big face mask pony hurt even more. So first and 10, the ball's on the 30-yard line. Clarkson back into the game. Got Linder in motion. So now you have three wide outs to his right. He's going to fake it. He's going to get it to Reed. Reed catches it barely in bounds. Now he turns up field, breaks a tackle, and he's hit way late out of bounds. Reed got up to about the 40-yard line, but that's going to be a late hit on Innsworth. Tack on 15 more. Yeah, that's the one that you almost need to be – that's got to be harsher than 15 yards. I mean, Reed Linder – 
has already taken one step out of bounds, and the defender lowers his shoulder. Actually knocked down a Briarcrest assistant coach as well. Yeah, I mean, that was two or three yards out of bounds, and the defender was not trying to pull up either. I mean, he no, finished full that full on the hit there. But Briarcrest does get it all the way down to the 46-yard line of Innsworth. It'll be first down and 10 for the Saints there. There's a snap. Going to hand it to Saleem. This time, Innsworth's all over JoJo. He's going to lose about a yard or two on that one. Big job of their defensive line doing number 55 and number 54. Braylon Morris and Ethan Utley combined. They have almost 60 tackles this season. They're very tough to stop there on their ends of that defensive line. Very physical. Two One-yard loss in the play. Second down, 11 for Briar Crest. Clarkson's gone all the way at quarterback. He has three wideouts to his left, one wideout to his right. He's got JoJo Saleem standing directly to his left. There's a snap. He's going to fake it to JoJo. He actually does give it to JoJo, and once again, Ensworth is just all over that, and that's going to be about another two- or three-yard loss for the Saints. And that's one where that might have been the wrong read by Clarkson. First time we kind of made a bad read tonight. Big loss, about a four- or five-yard loss now. Second and about 16. So third down. Third and long for Briarcrest. Let's see what the Saints dial up here. Three down linemen for Innsworth. They're not showing any kind of pressure this time. Clarkson takes it. He's going to roll out. Now he's going to look the other way. He has Donaldson. Donaldson catches it midfield. He's going to spin forward. He's still on his feet all the way down to the 45-yard line. So he picked up some positive yardage. It's going to be fourth and nine, Parker. The, all night long, looks they've like been Coach going Stewart for is signaling for the offense to stay on the field. I don't know if I like this one. Fourth yep. and nine, they're going to call it about. Yeah, fourth and nine. You're in plus territory at least. I would really hate this call if you're in your own territory. They're going to go quick either way. Now they're going to stop and get a new play call from the sideline. Yeah, so Clarkson looked like he's going to go quick. Now he's backing up. This may be one of those little quick kicks. It's a high snap, and he will kick it away, and that's a good strategy. Ball will, ah, takes a <laughs> – the Briarcrest defender tried to – or offensive player tried to do everything to keep that ball from going in the end zone. And it landed at about the 10-yard line. Parker looked like it's going to be a great kick, but it just took a – Big Innsworth bout. Yeah, I guess Blake case. Clarkson's just too good of a punter. I mean, <laughs> fantastic kick. It was about a 45-yard punt there from Clarkson. He like goes in the end zone. Innsworth will start this drop to the 20-yard line, and this is one you got to get stopped, Josh. If you're this Briarcrest defense, you cannot let it get to two scores in the second half. This is going to be a very tough hill for the Briarcrest Saints to climb up. up. So it will be first down and 10 for Innsworth. Their quarterback, Levi Moore, has really hurt Briarcrest on the quarterback keepers tonight. Let's see what's happened here. This time, Briarcrest playing it straight up. Got four down linemen, three linebackers. He will hand it off this time. Running back right up the middle has a hole. Uh, he will get up to about the 29-yard line, bring up a second and in short for Innsworth. Yeah, taken down by Ken LaRusso, a junior safety. He's had a very good season, two interceptions for him. And that time, the defensive line was kind of more prepared for the quarterback rush than the running back. So second down and one. For Ensworth, quarterback barks out his signals. He will hand it off again. Once again, that'll be a first down and, and more up to the 35. Uh, still on his feet after the 45 to the 50. Has one well now. Brian Chris bottles him up at the 45 yard line. But now it's kind of like you said, Parker. They kind of adjusted to the quarterback and now running back Mark Smith's having a big game. Yeah, Mark Smith back to back big carry from him. Now they get a linebacker change right here. Max Carroll, and Logan Taylor checking the game. Big chance for the Ensworth. Kind of almost put the Saints away here in this third quarter. They can get another score and a stop. 
Ball is on the 43-yard line. There is a snap. They're going to give it to Smith again. This and he breaks another tackle. Briarcrest, though, comes up and immediately hits him after he breaks that tackle. That'll be about a gain of three for the Tigers. And it's a tackling machine. John Richardola with his seventh tackle of the evening as Brandon Meyer checks back in the game. Actually, he only got about two on that play, so it'll be second down and eight. Second down and eight for Innsworth. The ball is on the 41-yard line. There are a little over six minutes to go in the third quarter. Innsworth leads 28-21. Been a very entertaining football game. They're going to fake the handoff. This time the quarterback will go around the edge, and he will get a – and, ooh, that time Matt Will, he did pull up. Max almost got a late hit. Let's see where they spot the ball. Yeah, it is going to be an Innsworth yeah. first down. Yeah, great job by Levi Mormon. Mean, spectacular dual-threat quarterback. Has been the big story of their team so far this season because you got these great four-star recruits like – uh, Curtis and Porter on their team, but Levi Morris having a fantastic game tonight, running and throwing. So Innsworth down on the Briarcrest side of the field again. This time they will hand it off up the middle. Not much running room that time, and it'll be a short game for Innsworth. That time was Martez Cooksey on the run. He's had a great season, but really I feel like Mark Smith has kind of been proving himself tonight. He's been the better running back so far this season, and really, especially tonight. He's had a great drive here. Has one touchdown as well. He's a touchdown. Cooksey will stay in the game. Yeah, two-yard gain that time for Cooksey. It'll be second down and eight as he stays in the game. And when Emsworth uh, jumps offside, the wide receiver, <laughs> we got a little. Uh, you think they might have been throwing him the football because he uh, he took off very quickly. Yeah, he quickly. was ready, and that's very uncharacteristic. That is number two, Shamar Porter. You think he'd be more of a distant player? That's a big five-yard loss. Second and thirteen now. Yeah, he he. Uh, Clearly, I think they were going to throw the ball to him, and he just went on the first sound. And, uh, he was very excited about the play call. He was very excited. but uh, So that's a good break for the Saints. Going to be bringing up second down and 13. The ball's back to the 36-yard line. Levi Moore barks at the signals. He's going to pitch it to his running back. He cuts up field, and once again, Briarcrest all over that play. That'll be another short gain for Ensworth. Bottled up by John Richard Odell after only about a gain of one. His eighth tackle of the season, I mean, Josh, he just continues to impress me. He's now over 65 tackles on the season. All over the field, wherever the ball is, there's John Richard Odell is going to be close by. So now it's going to be third down and 11 for Innsworth. They are now uh, down in, the, you know, kind of that no man's land. They're down to the 34-yard line. So you got to figure this is probably four-down territory for them as well. It's third down and exactly 11. right. Levi Moore barks at the signals. He's going to fake the handoff. He's going to keep it himself. Once again, the play's wide open to the 25, to the 20, down to the 15, and he runs out of bounds and are at the 11-yard line. It's just uncanny uh, how often that play works for them, Parker. And it's going to be very frustrating for this defense because, I mean, it's game after game. Every time we face a mobile quarterback, Josh, they just continue to have their impact on the game. And that's the one weakness I've seen in Brandon Tucker's defensive scheme this season. First down and 10. The ball is at the 11-yard line for Innsworth. They are knocking on the door. Levi Moore was trying to draw Briarcrest offside. A penalty flag does come out. I did not see a Saint. Yeah, it's going to be a false start. False start on the receiver right here on the near side, number 15, Zayden Moore. I guess they're tipping their hand who's going to get the play call here because the receivers got very anxious last couple of plays. So that's going to move it back to the 16-yard line. So it's going to be first and 15 for Innsworth there. They are in the red zone. They lead. They be in Innsworth, 28-21. There's four minutes and 32 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Big part of the game here for the Briarcrest defense. They have four down linemen. There's the handoff up the middle. There's a hole, but Briarcrest closes it pretty quickly that time. The running back is still on his feet, but they're going to blow the whistle dead after about a three-yard gain. Yeah, great job by Odell and Brandon Myers combining on that tackle, limiting the gain to about two yards. 
So second down and 11 now for uh, Innsworth. Little over four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Innsworth looking over the sideline. Now they're bringing a player in, and uh, it looks like they're going to take a wide out out of the game and go to more of a power formation here. Yeah, they'll bring another tight end. Number 40, Jack Fleming, a junior tight end section of the game. So Levi Moore. He's really trying to get Briarcrest to jump. They don't jump, and Moore will keep it again. Once again, he has some running room down to the 10, down to the 5. He gets close to the end zone, but he does not get in. He steps out of bounds at around the 2. Should be good enough for Ensworth for first down. We'll see the market. They're actually going to call him short. Yeah, so that's going to bring up a third down. Fourth. and No, third. Third, yeah, third and just a couple here for Ensworth. About a yard and a half, I would say. Huge chance here for the Saints to make a goal line stand. Saints defense all bunched up in the middle, and there goes a penalty flag route as the play is run, and Innsworth is really shooting themselves in the foot since they've gotten inside the red zone down here. Assuming that's against Innsworth, I believe it is, and it is another five-yard walk-off. They are that's a having some trouble right now. That's yeah. a huge break for the Saints. You got them third and – they had third and one at about the three-yard line. Now you got a chance to make it – get it. Hopefully force a fourth down here with it's going to be third and – Third and six yeah, really about seven, seven yard yeah, line. six or seven. So, balls all the way back to the 13 yard line. So, Innsworth third down, six long, six short, seven, uh, and and uh, they've got it knocking on the door. They've uh, had several penalties on this drive, but they are still have a chance to score here. Three minutes and 40 seconds. Now they're having trouble getting their play call in, and they they are going to call a timeout. So. With three minutes and 40 seconds left to go the third quarter, we will take a timeout along with them where you're listening to Briarcrest Football on KWAM, the mighty 990. We are back at Joseph Clayton Field here on the beautiful campus of Briarcrest Christian School. Innsworth is leading Briarcrest here late in the third uh, quarter. They are leading 28-21, to 21, and Innsworth is down on the Briarcrest red zone. However, they do have third down and about six or seven to go. They just, they, being Innsworth, just had to call a timeout as they were having trouble getting their play in. So they've got two tight ends the game, only one, only two wide outs and one running back. Looks like they're going to try to run the football, but let's see what they do. They are going to fake the handoff. The quarterback does hand it off, and it'll be an easy touchdown uh, for Innsworth there. That was Cooksey in on the run. Second touchdown of the game for Cooksey. That's now his 11th on the season. Great job by him. He's been more of their power running back this season. Mark Smith is now over 500 yards for the season. Now, Cooksey's got 11 touchdowns, and now Innsworth leads 34-21 to 21 with 3.33 to go in the third quarter. Estefanaos into the game for Innsworth. He's been uh, perfect tonight on the extra points. There's a snap. The kick is blocked by Briarcrest, so the ball will fall harmlessly to the ground. So, with three minutes and 33 seconds left to go in the third quarter, it will be Innsworth 34 Briarcrest 21. We'll be back with Briarcrest football right after this. We're back with Briarcrest football. Innsworth leads here 34-21. And on that block kick, Parker, you pointed out, Max Carroll made a heck of a play. Yeah, I mean, it was just a freak of athletics. Athleticism <laughs> by Max Carroll. He hurdled the whole line of his team and Innsworth, jumped over completely, and then blocked the kick very easily. So a very impressive play by him to keep it so just a 13-point lead with three and a half to go as now Briarcrest will get another chance with the football. So Briarcrest, big time in the game for the Saints offense. This time they kick the ball up high. 
Looks like Collier's going to get it at the 15. He tried to pitch it. Now he's going to run up field. He probably should have just run with the football. He will get it out to about the 25-yard line, but he looked like he wanted to turn around and pitch it to Reed, but by the time he wanted to, Ensworth was kind of all over it. Yeah, it just wasn't a smart play there by Collier, Josh. I mean, you had Reed Leonard's a dangerous tournament right behind him. He caught it instead, and we just didn't know what to do with it. It looks like, you know, it's not like Collier is a pretty good athlete himself. Oh, absolutely. So. They actually will spot him down at the 24-yard line. And, uh, Parker, this is just a big, big time of the game for the Briarcrest offense. It's a chance where you just got to have something. If you're Blake Clarkson, you got to get put a drive together and you got to hope Robbie Donaldson, the offensive coordinator, can put another trick play out of his hat and make a miracle happen again. <laughs> Do you think he's used them all up? I mean, he's I don't know how many more he can have in that happen. He's like a magician. So, Blake Clarkson has three wideouts to his left, one wideout to his right. He will fake the handoff. Now he's going to throw the ball. He has Carroll snags it right out of the air. That'll be about an eight-yard gain, maybe even a nine-yard gain for Briar Crest. It's going to be second down and one, and Max is still down, and he's waving over the sidelines. Look like he's a bit shaken up. Oh, that's a very scary sight for Briar Crest Saints fans. Carroll made the big kick. He's got three touchdowns tonight. Might have been a cramp here. He yeah, he's getting up. Limping and, off on his own power. Yeah, he's just a slight limp. Yeah, I, I agree with you because he took a pretty good shot when he caught that Very ball. Very good hit. He snagged that one right out of there. That was really a much better catch than I think I gave him credit for. Yeah, definitely looks like a right leg injury. It's pointing to his hamstring or calf. So second down and one for Brian Crest. The ball is at the 34-yard line. They need to get it to the 35. Blake is going to throw it. Has a man. It's caught up field, and he's going to get right out to the first, and he will get the first down. Good job by Davis Walker right there. Second catch of the night. He had a great game last week against St. Bennett. Got his first touchdown of the season. And now his second catch of the night is good enough for a Briarcrest first down. Logan Taylor will catch, will come into the game. He's going to play kind of a H-back position, you know, kind of what Max Carroll might have been playing, but this time they're going to pitch it to Saleem. He tries to get to the outside. He cuts back into the middle, and he will gain a couple of yards on that play. Especially Nate Rennick's over there at tight end, it looks like, as Devin Johnson comes back into the game. Max Carroll still getting treated on the sideline by our athletic trainers. So gain of about two, we'll call it second down and eight for Briarcrest, kind of a long eight. Briarcrest trails 34 to 21. We're here in the third quarter. Uh, Clarkson that time, he tried to hand it to Saleem, and Saleem had a defender all over him. Blake just tucked it and got him really lost about a yard on that play. Yeah, kind of got tripped up there by one of his offensive linemen. Now Max Carroll's actually back in the game. Great relief for Saints fans. Might have a cramp, got a quick treatment. And now it's going to be third and ten here. Huge play for Briarcrest. Yeah, third and long for Briarcrest. Ball just past the 35-yard line. They've got to get it to the 45-yard line. So Clarkson with four wideouts in the game. Innsworth showing a blitz. Clarkson back to pass. He has time. He throws it to Donaldson. Yes, that was That was absolutely pass interference. Yes, uh, the referee took his time to throw it, but it was a blatant pass interference, so Briarcrest will get a first down. That was number 15, Zayden Morris. Had a pretty good game on both sides of the ball. But clear contact on Donaldson before the pass. The outcome of this game is. Um, and then the other region game, Christian Brothers leading St. Benedict 55-6. to St. Benedict uh, will be on the road next week. They'll be playing the winner of that Macaulay and Pope John Paul game. They're still trying to figure out that clock malfunction. There have been several clock malfunctions tonight. There are just under... 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. 
As I just mentioned, Emsworth leads 34-28. However, they have moved the ball into Briarcrest territory. The ball will be spotted at about the 33-yard line. It will be first and in 10 for the Tigers there. The Tigers come into tonight's game with a 6-3 record. It appears they're going to finish second in the division no matter what because MUS is losing to Brentwood. And so now the referee's talking to Coach Stewart, and the one referee's handing a something to Coach Stewart's looking up and kind of waving at the press box a little bit. And we you will don't f- see this too often. No. Actually, that was Eric Sullivan that uh, down there. I didn't recognize him from behind. So anyway, what college football game are you looking forward to watching tomorrow? There's a lot of interesting games. I mean, um, I'm an Auburn fan, so we play Arkansas tomorrow morning. And then I'm also really interested in the Penn State-Ohio State game. Penn State's last big game was against Michigan two weeks ago, I believe, and they just got embarrassed. I think that's going to happen again. Really? I mean, I, I'm yeah. hoping it doesn't just so it make it a little bit more competitive. But, I mean, I believe Ohio State is at least the top two team in the country. I'll be watching Ole Miss and Texas A&M. And then, of course, Tennessee-Kentucky. That will be a somewhat interesting game. We'll see. So here we're ready for some football finally. Innsworth has got it first and ten. Ball is spotted at around the 33-yard line. They lead by six. Just getting started here in the fourth quarter. There's a pitch to the running back. He's going to get to the outside. He cuts inside a block. He sends a penalty flag on the field. He did get a nice game that time, but it looks like he's going to come back. Yeah, great job by their running back, Smith. But as you said, this is going to come back with a likely holding call. And a Brian, and by the way, they, have, they are now keeping the time on the field. So we will uh, – Hopefully get updates from the PA announcer about how much time is left to go in the game, but there is a Briarcrest player hurt on the field. Can't really tell yeah, who no that is. Yeah, no sign of who it is. It might be John Richard Odell. He's down right here at the 23-yard line on the near side. And they're going to move Brentwood all the way back to the 45-yard line, so it's going to be second Endsworth. down. I mean, excuse me, Endsworth, <laughs> talking about Brentwood there. Uh, back to so it's going to be second down, and, and it is John Richard Odell. Excuse me, first and twenty. Yeah, John Richard Odell. You hate to see that. Hate to see it for anybody, but uh, the type especially of game a star player like him is yeah. almost nearing seventy tackles in the season. He Huge is, loss for Coach Tucker and his defense. Yeah, he is currently sitting up. It looks like more than a cramp, though. Yes, definitely a more serious injury. So the Briarcrest team is kind of uh, down on one knee on the sidelines. Uh, Looking anxiously at on uh, to see what's going on. They are helping Odell up now. He is walking off, but very gingerly on his own power. Crowd giving him a big rousing ovation as he walks off. He's kind of holding his back a little bit. And that could be – it's never a good sign. We saw what happened with Cade Carlson and his back injury. He's now out for the season. So back injury is never a good sight, especially for a star player like that. Either way, first and 20 now for the Tigers. Ball is at the 45-yard line. The Tigers got to get all the way down to about the 25-yard line. Moore barks up the signals. He will keep it again. This time, Briarcrest, well, once again, Briarcrest bottled him up at first, but he did dart ahead for six or seven yards. I mean, his second ever just continues to impress me, Josh. I mean, Logan Taylor and Kennelich are finally able to bring him down, but he's continues to fight and fight for about a four-yard, five-yard gain right there. Still second at about 15. Second down at 15 for the Tigers. Ball just inside the 40-yard line. They've got to get it down to about the 
right inside the 25-yard line. There's a snap. Back to pass. Looking downfield. Has a man. It's going to be complete, but he's hit right away by the Briarcrest St. defender. So it will be a nice game, but it's still going to bring up third down and long for the Tigers. Yeah, still third and long. Great hit by Trey Davis. So fantastic catch. By number six for the Tigers, Andrew Bonner's fourth catch of the evening. He has a touchdown as well. So it's going to be third down and eight for Innsworth. The ball is just inside the 30-yard line. Levi Moore takes a snap. He fakes a handoff. He's going to keep the ball. He's going to run up field. And once again, he breaks the tackle. And will get down to around the 20-yard line. He had to get just inside. Yeah, no, first down. I was looking at the wrong spot. So what? What's Beautiful it? stiff on by Moore. I mean, yeah. Brandon Myers is a tough guy to bring down. And Moore... Shakes him down after a very tough effort by Myers. He's had a pretty good game tonight. Not as good as you know. I mean, he's, he's averaging almost a sack a game so far. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Tucker's defense is really now starting to adjust to that quarterback run, but uh, Moore is just making great individual efforts. He's going to hand it off this time. Running back dances around. He's going to be brought down immediately, maybe even lost about a half a yard there. Yeah, great job of that interior defensive line. That was number 62 for the Saints. Adrian Heidrich and then Brandon Myers on that left side of the line making a big play there loss so, of one yeah he lost a yard so that's it's we're in the fourth quarter we don't know there the clock is not working so we don't know exactly how long to go probably about i don't know around 10 minutes but it's gonna be second and 11 Innsworth leads 34 to 21 it's big time part of the game the saints defense needs to get a stop here this time they will hand the ball off again a little bit of running room but the briarcrest defense comes up and makes a big hit after about a three yard gain it looks like for Innsworth. Yeah, not bad. Still a pretty good gain of it. It'll be about third and eight. Aiden Hydrick and Trace Mager again on the tackle. Back-to-back big tackles from Hydrick here on the interior defensive line. So third down, third and long here for Innsworth. The ball just inside the 20-yard line, so they are in the red zone. Big, big play in the game here. Of course, Innsworth does have an outstanding kicker, so they can kick the uh, field goal here. Innsworth's uh, quarterback, Levi Moore, marking out his signals. Now he'll go up and say something to the offensive line, and now the referees. Briarcrest timeout. Yeah, Briarcrest going to call a timeout. So we'll keep it here, Parker. Um, I guess if you're Innsworth, uh, they don't. They probably don't feel compelled to go forward on fourth down like the Saints have, and they do have a good kicker here. So I it's, would not. Absolutely. I would not recommend going <laughs> forward. I mean, you have a pretty good kicker. We've talked to him a lot tonight. It's Stephanos is five for five on PSC. Four for five on PSC. Excuse me, he did that one block by Max Scrum. I mean, there's nothing. Stephanos could have done about that. So he does have a little bit of range. I mean, fourth and third and seven now coming up. I wouldn't risk it here, especially you make the field goal. You now go up by two scores, so big chance for them. Either way, Brockers needs to find a way to get off the field and just get the ball back from Blake Carson's hand. He's had a fantastic game tonight, and he just continues to be impressive. Yeah, it looks like McCauley's taking a 34. To, yeah, well, you told us about that a little while ago. So, looks like we're going to be up in Nashville next week. Yep, leaning more towards McCauley even more. Just got an update on Twitter. Pope John Paul had the ball fumbled, and McCauley now takes it over with seven and a half to go in the fourth quarter. Okay, so third down, third, and we'll call it seven here for McCauley. The ball is on the 18-yard line. they got to get it down to the 11. Big play in the game right here. Briarcrest really needs to force a field goal attempt. And then hope they miss it. There's a snap. Back to pass. Looking downfield. Has a man in the end zone. And the ball is caught. Wow, what a beautiful pass uh, by Levi Moore. And that was just an easy pitch and catch there for the Tigers. Yeah, beautiful pass. Beautiful catch by Shamar Porter. You can tell these two have a great connection. Continuing to be impressive. Those two senior guys have been a great weapon for him. And now Porter with his 10th touchdown of the season. And his second of the night. 
Now they lead 40-28 to 28 with, a, I would guess, about eight minutes to go in the ballgame. And if you're Briar Critch, it's almost desperation time here. Yeah, so Innsworth will uh, come into – actually, they're going to go for two here since they missed their last extra point. And now there's a timeout on the field as Innsworth is uh, running some players in and out. Now the referee has a, a start of the uh, play clock, so they're going to have to kind of hurry things up here. Levi Moore, an impressive, impressive quarterback for Innsworth. Back in the shotgun. He's looking over the sidelines, getting his play. They've only got about six seconds left on the clock, and now they're taking their sweet time here. And they're finally going to have to call a timeout. Boy, you hate to have to call a timeout if you're Innsworth on a uh, two-point conversion. But anyway, there's a timeout on the field. We'll take one along with them. You're listening to Brian Crest Football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. You are listening to Briarcrest Football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. There are approximately eight minutes left to go to the game. The clock is not working, therefore they're keeping the time on the field, so we don't know exactly how long to go. But Innsworth leads Briarcrest 40-28. to 28. They are now going for a two-point conversion. The both teams are getting back out on the field. And this seems like, Parker, we've been trying to run this play for about five minutes. Maybe we'll finally get it off here. Yeah, huge chance if you can get a stop here. It's a 12-point game. Levi Moore barks at his signals. There's the snap. He's going to he's going to keep it himself. Surprise, surprise. He runs it right up the middle into the end zone. 42 to 28. Innsworth leads. Yeah, very kind of moralizing drive there from Innsworth. Very dominant performance by them. And you still got a chance if you're Briarcrest. You got to get a quick touchdown here, and then maybe an onside kick or a quick stop. But you're not out of it yet. Yeah, and I'm not counting Briarcrest out. No. I mean, especially the way the first half went when the when Innsworth uh, just looked like they were going to come out and dominate this football game. So the Saints still have a chance. What do you think it is, Parker? I mean, the Saints have to know that Levi Moore is likely to carry the ball, yet when he does, they were unable to stop him. I mean, it's really mind-boggling, especially because we've, we've seen this be a kind of a big problem this whole season, and it's really just continuing to hurt the Saints even more in this game tonight. I mean, Levi Moore is rushed now for two touchdowns. I mean, he's – Continue to be impressed. He's probably throw for 200 and rush for another 100. Story of the game, Friendsworth, is their chemistry and their explosive quarterback, dual threat quarterback. Levi Moore's been amazing tonight for them. Kind of a big, one of his biggest games of the season so far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see his statistics tomorrow uh, when we get those. So, anyway, a different kicker in this time for uh, Innsworth. It's Reed Clements in the kickoff. And he will kick it short. He will do it. He's done all night. And that take it, kick it away from Linder. Briarcrest has it up to the 25. And that's Devin Johnson. He'll get it out close to the 30-yard line. And that's where Briarcrest will take over first down and 10. Yeah, first and 10, not bad. Interesting play about Johnson to let it bounce. But either way. He's done that twice. He has. <laughs> I don't really understand that. I would just try to catch it because you never know that ball would bounce. Briarcrest will start right at the 30-yard line here in the fourth quarter. Almost desperation time. you got to be pushing the ball down. Feels Blake Clarkson now enters the huddle. And you just don't know if Robbie Donaldson has any more trick plays. He's called My more. fear is – now, my only fear with that is he's called them on a nine and looked fantastic. What have you saved for next week against Pope John Paul? Well, they've got a lot to look at on film. I know that. It's yeah, Pope John Paul's a very talented team, and that's who we're playing. And McCauley's now leading by nine. Pass. He hits Linder down the middle. Reed breaks a tackle. He's to the 50, to the 40. Still on his feet down to the 30. Down to the 25, to the 20. Down to the 15-yard line is Reed Linder. What a play by Linder. Just making the defense look honestly kind of slow, Josh. Linder just <laughs> burning them all downfield. 
for a big gain of about 50, 60 yards. Great job by Linder. And I guess if you're an Innsworth fan, you're going, we've been going, why can't we stop Levi Moore? And we know Innsworth has put their whole game plan around stopping Linder, yet he makes the big play there. Yeah, 65-yard catch from Linder. Now Briarcrest is in the red zone. There's a snap. Fake the handoff. Get it to Reed again out to the corner. He's going to cut back in the middle of the field. He's down to about the 10, and he'll be tackled there after about a four-yard gain by Reed Linder. Yeah, short gain, about three or four there. Still not bad. They're on first down. Brings up about second and seven here at the 12-yard line. Second down for Briarcrest. Briarcrest down inside the red zone. They're going to give him about a three-yard gain, so it'll be second down and seven. Blake Clarkson up talking to his offensive lineman. Now he drops back into the shotgun formation. Got a man in motion. It's Linder. He's going to fake the pitch. Now he's going to look to throw. He's under pressure. He rolls away from it. He's going to run the football with the 10. Down inside the 10 to about the 8-yard line is Blake Clarkson. Came up a little bit gingerly that time, but he's okay. Yeah, great job by Clarkson extending the play, really showing his toughness right there to take a big hit. Gain of about four yards. He'll mark it right about the 10 in the nine-and-a-half-yard line. Still third and four. Yeah, third down for Briarcrest. Big play in the ball game right here. There's, uh, well, I'll just say under eight minutes to go in the ball game. Briarcrest trails 42-28. to 28. The Saints have been fighting back all night long. Now Clarkson looked like he's going to go under center, but now he'll back up. I think he's going to try to draw Innsworth off sides now. He is uh, calling at his signals. He's got three wideouts to his right, one wideout to his left. He's got one running back in the backfield. Back to pass. He's under pressure. He rolls away from it. He throws the ball in the end zone, and the ball will be batted down. And lucky that one wasn't intercepted. Yeah, great job by the Innsworth defense. That was number 50 for the Tigers. Brandon Collins on the pressure. Great job by him getting a big hit on Leonard. He's also joined by number nine in the backfield, Russell Janikowski. So fourth down now for Briarcrest. The Saints have been converting fourth downs all night long. Here is another opportunity here. The ball is just inside the 10-yard line. They need to get it down to right down to about the five. So there's about a uh, about four yards to go here for Briarcrest. Blake Clarkson, no hesitation. They were definitely going to go for it. Yeah, pretty much the ball game right here. And now the referee blows his whistle. Timeout Ensworth. Their last of the half. So Innsworth takes their last half, and so, you know, Briarcrest was in a formation that time that they hadn't shown that much. They had everybody in tight, and I guess Innsworth wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it went to kind of one of their bunch setups to kind of use this more on the red zone, what they typically go to. And I think this is the ball game right here, Josh. I mean, you're down by two scores at least probably about halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, Briarcrest trails by 14 points. Uh, by the way, Lady Saints – uh, made it all the way, Lady St. Soccer team made it all the way to the state finals uh, before losing today. But uh, congratulations to that team. And, you know, the talk about uh, excellent athletics. The Lady Saints in volleyball win the state. Lady Saints in soccer finished second. Uh, uh, women's athletics doing quite well at Briarcrest. Yeah, fantastic job of the fall. Main two women's teams and a lot more expectations for the Lady Saints all across the athletics here. We'll have our cheer Regional competition here in Memphis tomorrow for them. And then our girls basketball team is about to get started here for boys and girls basketball. Our first official practice will be Monday. High expectations for both teams this season. Okay, here we go. Briarcrest back on the field, as is Innsworth. Saints are in that same formation. They've got all four men out and tight. Celine goes in. Uh, oh, when he's hit, Blake Clarkson was hit right as he threw the ball. Innsworth brought a late blitz, and that ball just falls harmlessly to the ground. Looked like he wanted to throw it. 
to Salim and then come back the other direction, but he just didn't have enough time to do that. And that was Duke commit Caleb Doris, a six-foot Six defensive linemen, that's a tough man to bring. That's a tough hit from Clarkson to take. Yeah, he really got tattooed that time. So now with, around, like you said, around halfway through the fourth quarter, in case you're just now listening, the uh, clock is not working on the field, so we're not sure how much time is left to go in the game. But we do know, we do know it's a very dire situation for Briarcrest as they trail 40 to 42 to 28 about midway through the fourth quarter and just were unable to score on that last play. This time, Innsworth gives the ball, runs the ball to the side. They still have it up past the 15 to about the 16-yard line. Uh, that's going to be uh, you know nice game there on first down for the Tigers. Another tackle by Aiden Heydrich and Brandon Myers in there as well. Myers hit him first at about the seven-yard line where Heydrich brings him down at about the 17-yard line. Great job by Heydrich eventually chased him down from the high for an eight-yard gain. So Briar Crest with four down linemen. Innsworth will have four wide outs, two to the left, two to the right. Their quarterback has just had a fantastic game, Levi Moore, running the football and has, has had some success passing it as well. He will hand it off this time, running behind that big line. He gets it to the outside, out to the 20, out to the 25-yard line. That will be a first down for Mark Smith. Yeah, big tackle right there on the sideline by Trey Davis, his fourth of the evening. He's had a fantastic junior campaign over their big junior linebackers. Now over 40 tackles on the season. So, Innsworth now kind of controlling the clock. They lead 42-28 to 28 against Briarcrest. Ball is spotted at the 27-yard line. It'll be first down and 10 for the Tigers. They are going to be very patient with the ball now. They've got uh, plenty of time on the play clock, and they'll just let it run down for a few seconds. There's the snap. Once again, they hand it off to running back. This time, though, Briarcrest bottles him up way behind the line of scrimmage and will throw him down for a loss. And there's a the big play from Brandon Meyer, Josh, we waiting on. Had a few tackles earlier in this game, and now he lets it lets his presence be known. Hasn't got a second. That's a huge tackle for loss of about four yards. Yeah, that's, that's a big-time play by uh, by Myers. So that's going to bring up second down and 14 for Innsworth. And as we just mentioned, uh, they will let this play clock run down. We are starting to get late in the fourth quarter. Innsworth leads by two touchdowns, 42-28. If you're just now joining us, it has been a very entertaining football game tonight. But it's in a bad way for the Saints right now. There's a snap. He's going to keep it this time, hitting the backfield and hit as a, at the line of scrimmage. So finally, Levi Moore only gets a few yards, Parker. And it's a sigh of relief from Brandon Tucker to the defensive <laughs> corner. He's like, yes. But either way, his defense has had a tough task tonight. I mean, Levi Moore, spectacular athlete. You got tons of weapons around him. Guys like Mark Smith, Martez Cook, C. Shamar Porter, Bonner. Just tons of skill with some weapons. I mean, there's nothing much you can do out this. I mean, this is a team who's averaging over 30 points a game. Yeah, third down and nine. So even on, even on a play that we're jumping up and down, he still picked up five yards. But it will be third and long now for the, the Tigers. They see he sends three. He being Moore sends three wideouts to his right, one to his left. He's back to pass. He's looking. He has a man wide open, caught at the 50-yard line, and he'll be wrestled down by Briarcrest at about the 40. That'll be a first down for Innsworth. And that's just a killer, Josh. I mean, you had third and nine had a good chance to get off the field there get a stop and now you got Bonner runs wide went down there in the little bit of a post route for about a 25 yard gain 
So first down for Innsworth, and now they are just going to try to run this clock out. We were not sure how much time is left to go in the game, but we do know it's getting pretty late here in the second quarter. I mean, excuse me, in the fourth quarter. What am I talking about, Parker? Second half. Second there half. I, there we I, go. I mean, that's where you're getting at. <laughs> It'll be first down and 10 for Innsworth. Ball at the 40-yard line. Briarcrest, four down lineman, three now the snap quickly this time. There's the running back. He's trying to find a hole. Briarcrest comes up and closes it, uh, closes that hole quickly. That was smart. Mark Smith on the short game. Yeah, what I've been really impressed by Mark with even their other running back, Cooksey, is the patience they have. Waiting for their blocks from the very talented offensive line to develop downfield and four. Still getting out a four-yard gain before Trey Davis and Ronnie and Murado finally bring him down. So second down for Innsworth. We are getting late in the fourth quarter. Innsworth leads 42-28. to Innsworth jumped out to a quick 14 to nothing lead and then led 21-7, to but then Briarcrest came back and tied the game up 21-all. But it's been mostly Innsworth here in the second half as they lead 42-28. to There's the snap. There's the – actually, yeah, he did hand the ball off, and that'll be another short gain. He, yeah, he almost got the first down, picked up about five that time. It'll be third and short for the Tigers. It'll be about third and one here. Clock winding down here on the regular season finale, but still – a lot of work to do for the Saints team. I mean, you got a whole week of practice to prepare for Innsworth. Tough test on the road. I think this is a very capable team. I think they got a chance to go make some noise here. Well, like I said earlier, Christian Brothers was the number five seed last year and then made a run in the uh, playoffs. Let's see if Briarcrest can do the same thing. I think the Saints are actually playing their best ball here at the end of the year. So it's going to be third down and a long one here for Innsworth. There's the uh, handoff. The running back gets to the corner. He's going to get a big gainer. He's going to be down inside the 25-yard line to the 24. That'll be another Innsworth first down. Yeah, that's a different running back. Their third running back of the night, Hayden Caldwell, a junior running back. Other two running backs are seniors. He's kind of the running back of the future next year for Innsworth. And usually when you have these running – when you when the clock is not working, I should say, the, occasionally you'll get an update. No updates. So we have gotten no updates, so we have no earthly idea. We know it's late in the fourth quarter. Yep. That's what we can tell you. Snap back, hand off. He's up the middle, got yardage, but there's going to be a penalty flag down. That's probably going to be a hold against the Tigers. Yep, another carry from 23. Hayden Caldwell, not bad, but it's going to be probably going to be brought back because of a holding call on the Tiger line. So, unless something drastic's happened in Chattanooga, we'll be headed to Nashville next week. You, our second trip up there yep. this year. Took one to Brentwood earlier this season, and I can tell you we are definitely going to be going to Nashville. <laughs> McCauley now scored another late touchdown late, and they will hold on to win 47-21 to in a very exciting high-scoring game up in Chattanooga. So, Pope John Paul will be the uh, uh, opponent next week up in Nashville, Tennessee. Very talented team with a high-powered offense. So, another tough touch for the Saints, but I think they're up to, and this will be a very fun game. Snap is back. There's a handoff to the running back. He's going to go up the middle. That's uh, back in the game is number five, Mark Smith. And he'll he'll pick up a few yards, but really, Innsworth now is just trying to run the clock out. And Briarcrest, though, will call a timeout. So, there's going to be a timeout on the field. We'll take one along with them. You're listening to Briarcrest Saints football on the Mighty 990 KWAM. You are listening to Briarcrest football here on the Mighty 990 KWAM. It is late in the game uh, here at uh, Clayton Field. Innsworth leads Briarcrest 42-28. to And it looks like Innsworth will win this football game, but it was a really, really a very entertaining game, Parker. And what 
I, I don't think I'll ever forget that double reverse pass where we scored uh, right before halftime. Philly special, if you will, that we <laughs> caught out of the playbook. I mean, that was beautiful. Wildcat, Philly special. I've never seen anything like that. And just something to preview next week's game, our quarterback matchup with Blake Clarkson against the pit commit Kenny Minchie of Pope John Paul. The pit commit. So it's second down and about 13 here for Innsworth. They will hand the ball up. Well, actually, the quarterback will keep it. He's right up the middle, and he's got a big gainer. He could have actually got more yardage, but he decided to slide down instead. So that's going to bring up a third down and short for the Tigers. Briar Crystal called their last time out of the ball game. So Coach Stewart, he's uh, I may be sending a little bit of a message to his team that, hey, we're not, even though the things look awful bleak, we are not giving up on this football game, and that's a good message to send them in the next week. Yeah, that is a good message. I think that's how you got to address every game, in fact. So Briarcrest trails 42-28. to They will fall to 5-5 five and five on the season. Innsworth will improve to 7-3. and three. See, next week, actually, Mensworth will be off next week, and they'll have a bye. Uh, they will finish second in the division. MUS will finish third. Mensworth uh, S- will face the winner of Macaulay and St. Benedict. Uh, I bet you I know who's going to win that game. I think I do, too. Uh, you know, I don't – no disrespect. No. But that's – that, that would be like Alabama playing Vanderbilt type thing. Let's go with, like, a Al- <laughs> Alabama playing, like, Alabama A&M. That sounds about right. I was trying to be somewhat respectful. I mean, I don't think they're in the same conference. <laughs> okay, third down and one for Innsworth. Running the clay. He's actually going to throw the ball. That's wow. amazing. Throws it out to the sideline. The, the kid catches it. That The kid is number one, Mart- Martez Cooksey, and he will get a first down. Shocked us. I guess what that message was, if you're going to keep calling timeouts, we'll just try to score. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know why you're – Throwing the football in third and one up two scores. Clock's got me winding down here. His coaches are starting to wrap things up. And either way, inside of a minute now, he's just getting an update from the PA announcer, Ronnie okay. Manguno. And you clock's were- winding down now. Innsworth gets into a victory formation. Either way, a very impressive game from both teams. Innsworth showed out their offense after only scoring seven points last week on the road against Brentwood Academy. And then for the Saints, Blake Clarkson was fantastic. No turnovers tonight except one turnover on downs. I mean, Max Kerr was amazing. Four touchdowns. Even had Caleb Donaldson throw for a touchdown. Clarkson had two touchdown passes, zero interceptions. You got some bright spots from Joe Slim as well, along with Reed Leonard. So a lot of encouraging things on both sides of the ball. Hopefully comes some things on defense as Pope John Ball is in their mobile quarterback because we just talked about he's a pit commit. Hopefully they can get that figured out, and that will be the ball game. Briarcrest will fall to 5-5, five and five, losing 28-42. to 42. So, anyway, that will be a final here from Joseph Clayton Field. Uh, Briarcrest loses uh, 42-28 to to Innsworth. It was a great, great football game. Uh, but the Innsworth Tigers will get the victory. Briarcrest finishes the season 5-5, five and five, Innsworth 7-3. and three. Parker, you have anything, any final uh, comments before we head to Nashville next week? Still kind of encouraging things. You need to clean some things up on the defense side of the ball. Either way, looking forward to another test on the road next week at Pope John Ball and seeing if the Saints can make some noise in the playoffs. So that's a wrap here at Briarcrest. Uh, Innsworth will win it 42-28, to and we'll kick it back to the studio with Josh Rivera. From the mighty 990 Broadcast Center, it's the EPM Appraisals postgame show. EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. Here's Josh Rivera. And it was a close uh, game at the half. It was tied 21-21, unfortunately. Briarcrest not able to pull away against Ensworth, losing 42-28. Really rough for the Briarcrest Saints 
finishing their overall record of five and five. Uh, and it's just, it, it was tough to hear that last uh, half there. And um, you have to imagine that this team, uh, you know, they, this is it, you know, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to be playing Pope John Paul. Pope John Paul is a seven and two team now eight and two team. And uh, you have to imagine that Briarcrest, uh, this is their final shot of making something happening of this season. And of course we all know Christian brothers. They were the five seed last year. They ended up beating Briarcrest actually in the playoffs and uh, they went on a, a nice little run there in the playoffs that not a lot of people saw coming. So, you know, Brad Crest are at their five seed. It's not impossible to think that they can strike up some sort of run and uh, shock a couple people. I think Brad Crest definitely has the talent. You look at Max Carroll. He had four touchdowns well over. Uh, uh, he's more than capable of a player. and he, They have all the talent in the world uh, with, uh, you know, with, with a lot of players. He also had that two-point conversion over there in the half. So Brad is more than capable of, of possibly shocking people. Um, and you have to imagine when they go to Nashville that they're going to uh, play desperately and have the same attitude. I think that's one of the keys, the early keys I'll throw in for, for that game. You have nothing to lose at this point. Ahead of this game, you had nothing to lose. You were still going to retain that number five seed in the division no matter what. Uh, the only thing you had going for you is, hey, if you win this game, you have some momentum your way in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they did lose this game, but you have to approach this playoff game as this is our last shot to make something happen. Let's go out with a bang and let's give these seniors something to play for, uh, you know, before, uh, you know, the end, the end of the line comes down. So uh, we'll, of course, keep you updated. We will um, have that coverage. It's going to be really exciting to call that game, first playoff game uh, to call uh, this year for uh, the Mighty 990. And this is the post game show. Let's go some scores. Uh, we're going to start with some Thursday night scores. Make sure you are all caught up on last night's games. Uh, Overton and Raleigh, Egypt. Overton winning that game 14-8 to last night. Then you have Memphis East winning that game 33-0 to against Tresvant. Uh, we also have Fayetteware and Wooddale. Fayetteware winning 42-0. to Unfortunately, Wooddale was not able to capture their their only win of the season. They finished the, their season with a record of 0-10. and Really rough for Wooddale. Hillcrest and Manassas. Manassas capturing their second victory of the season, beating Hillcrest, who also has not gained a win this season. Manassas won 20-0. Freedom Prep Academy and Oakhaven. Freedom Prep Academy winning by 10 points, 34-24. Then you also have Booker T. Washington and Westwood. Booker T. Washington uh, winning the, uh, that game 38-20. Melrose capturing their ninth win of the season, uh, starting, uh, you know, finishing this season 9-1. Really impressive uh, season for Melrose. They beat Ridgeway 42-24. Holly Springs and North Panola. Uh, North Panola winning that game 36-6 last night against Holly Springs. Then you have MASE. That's an undefeated team uh, beating Bluff City 50-6. MASE. Again, this a 10-0 record, really great season for them. Unfortunately, they haven't been playing really, really talented teams. They haven't been playing with the big, big boys, I guess you could say. Uh, but it's good enough to be in that top five, quasi-top three, you know, somewhere in that mix, but not necessarily top one or two, not in my opinion. Uh, you still have a lot of teams that have been very tested. But that does that's not to take away anything from MASE. They've had a really great season, and 10-0 speaks for itself. Really talented football team. Uh, and, and of course, congratulations to that program finishing undefeated, uh, Craigmont nearly finishing undefeated. They're finishing nine and one in the, in the season with overall record 34 to 29, uh, beating Kirby last night. So great things for, for Craigmont and those chiefs over there. I know they're really, really happy turning around their turning around their season. If you remember last year, 
Craig Mott finished the season four and six uh, last year, and they're turning around, and now they're a nine and one team. So really great things for that Chiefs team uh, as they look towards uh, having a deep run, hopefully in the playoffs. St. George's and ECS. St. George's uh, losing to ECS. ECS winning ten to seven, and that's going to conclude all the Thursday night scores. We have some scores coming in. Uh, for right now, tonight. Some of these are going to be final scores. Some of these are still going on. Of course, we start with Endsworth and Briarcrest. Endsworth winning 42-28. to Really tough for Briarcrest ahead of the playoffs. White Station and Houston. Now, this is a really interesting game. You have Houston, who's had a really magnificent season. They're, they're leading right now 40-6 to against White Station. And you have to imagine Houston uh, really, really gearing up for a, a hopefully a, a great postseason. Houston has done all sorts of really great things this season uh, in, in, in winning big games uh, all throughout the year. Olive Branch and Lewisburg. Uh, Lewisburg leading 21-7 to against Olive Branch. You also have Bartlett and Whitehaven. Closer game than we expected. I think Whitehaven uh, kind of... I wasn't expecting Whitehaven to 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 be really close. They've kind of had a rougher season. And of course, Bartlett has had a really, really great season. But it is a 10-point game. Bartlett leading 31-21. to Looking at South Panola and Horn Lake. Uh, right now, Horn Lake down against South Panola 35-0. to Really rough for Horn Lake. Uh, and then we look at Mumford and Central. Now, this is a game I really want to highlight because this is an interesting one. Of course, Mumford has been undefeated all season long, 9-0. They've been on the top of many people's ranks. And don't freak out. Yes, Mumford is uh, leading right now. But an interesting development in that game, they were uh, up against, excuse me, they were up against uh, Central significantly in the first part of the game, 21-0. And then Central comes and rallies back. They inch closer to the game. And then at one point, they were actually up ahead. It was actually a 28 to 21 lead. Central had a touchdown advantage on Mumford. And, you know, some palms started to get a little sweaty. People started biting their nails a little bit, thinking, is Mumford about to lose the last game of the season? They've gone all this way, 9-0. and And it seemed like for a minute there, they were about to lose the last game of the season against Central. But nope, that's not the case. Mumford clawed right back, and now they're leading 35-28, to albeit still a close game and still plenty of football left to go. I don't think we saw this coming. I don't think we saw... And this might be the first time Mumford actually has been down this season, or at least one of the very few times at the very least, because Mumford has just been uh, uh, just destroying this season uh, over there for the Cougars. Um, so we'll keep you updated on that game currently, 35-28, to 28, end of the third quarter. This is as of a couple minutes ago uh, in, in that game. Let's go to Collierville and Arlington. Collierville leading 21-7 to 7 against the Arlington Tigers. Collierville looking to end their season 8-2. and two. That game still has plenty of uh, football left to go. Uh, it is a two-touchdown game. Collierville, uh, the Dragons there looking to finish uh, this with a win. Germantown and Cordova, final score, actually. Germantown finishing their season 8-2 in the regular season. 53-0, a shutout win for the Germantown Red Devils beating the Cordova Wolves. Germantown finishing 8-2, like I just said, and then unfortunately Cordova finishing 2-8. Really rough season for Cordova and those Wolves. DeSoto Central and South Haven. South Haven finishing 35-6. South Haven beating DeSoto Central uh, by a wide margin. Lausanne and North Point final score 38 to six. Lausanne Lynx winning that game really big, uh, really tough season for North Point finishing the year six and four. Not where they wanted to. I, there were ups and downs. You know there was points where there was parts where even North Point was in the top 15 rankings and a lot of people rankings. 
Unfortunately, they're finishing the season off six and four. You look at Lausanne, though, they're securing that top five in rankings in the Memphis area. Lausanne finishing with only one loss on their record. Really big things for Lausanne uh, this season. Their only loss was to Bartlett. So you have to imagine Lausanne it will definitely take uh, that record any day of the week. Dyer County and Kingsbury. Dyer County leading seven to six against them. Christian Brothers High School and St. Benedict. This game uh, kind of shocked me a little bit. Christian Brothers putting up the most points uh, in the entire season across the Mid-South. 70 points. Christian Brothers putting up 70 points against St. Benedict, only putting up 20. And you heard Josh Davis and Parker May talking about St. Benedict and what kind of program they are. They're going to be playing a really rough game next week. Uh, and you have to imagine St. Benedict's have just a rough, rough season. Uh, losing tonight by 50 points. But let's 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 not uh, make St. Uh, Benedict feel too bad. I, I guess I do want to be a little bit optimistic. And let's look at Christian Brothers High School's uh, Player of the Week quarterback, Jack McLaughlin, making history tonight. Most completions in a season tonight. Most touchdown passes uh, uh, in a season. He surpasses those records, both records held since 2006 by John Michael Skinner. So you look at John uh, Jack McLaughlin, excuse me, breaking those records tonight. He went 11 for 12, really efficient at the quarterback position, throwing for 226 yards and four touchdowns. So congratulations to Jack McLaughlin. That's really, really great for uh, Christian Brothers and the Purple Wave ahead of the playoffs uh, in their division. Covington and Bolton and Bolton, excuse me, Covington uh, leading that game 21 to zero. Final score: Brentwood and MUS. Again, this is a game I mentioned earlier. Brentwood. Really big implications for this game. Brentwood winning that game 35 to 7. So now Brentwood secures that top spot in the division. MUS falls to, I think, third place now with two division losses. That's not the night the MUS won. And at the very least, they definitely wanted a closer game. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen for MUS. Win and Forest City, uh, some Arkansas games here. Win and Forest City, uh, win winning that game, uh, leading actually winning that game currently. That game is not called win winning 42 to 6 right now. West Memphis and Benton, closer game. Benton leading 38 to 31. Then you have Lafayette and Greenville, uh, 55 to 22. That's a final score. Mitchell and Kip Academy, 14 to 0. Mitchell is leading. Then you have Southwind and Brighton, 35-14 to 14 in the favor of Southwind. And then to finish off Friday night's scores for now, Covington and Bolton. Bolton leading 56-0 to zero against uh, against Covington. Or, I'm sorry, Covington leading 56-0. So uh, that's going to be it for Friday night football scores. Uh, when we come back, I definitely want to get into uh, an interview with Wes Pruitt over there from Four Sports Four Sports. Four starts media. Sorry, that's a tongue twister. We're going to talk some college football ahead of uh, the Volunteers having a really, really uh, uh, great season so far. And the Tigers, what has gone on with the Memphis Tigers? Guys, we'll have all of that when we come back with this commercial break. This is the post-game show sponsored by EPM Appraisals. Uh, EPM Appraisals, evaluating property in the Mid-South. We'll be right back, everyone. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals post-game show with Josh Rivera. Welcome back here to the post-game show uh, here in the Mighty 990 Studios. And yes, Briarcrest falling to Endsworth, 42-28. Uh, to 28. Really rough uh, uh, really rough game for Briarcrest. Who, I mean, it was a close game. They definitely had a chance to win that game. And unfortunately, they fell just a little bit short. Unfortunately, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, a rough night for them ahead of the playoffs. And they're going to be playing Pope John Paul. 
So uh, I wasn't able to connect with uh, a Wes Pruitt right now from Sports Four Star Four Star Sports Media, but that's okay. We're going to pivot a little bit. We are going to talk some college football for sure, and uh, let's start with uh, Tennessee football. Really great season for the Tennessee Volunteers, and you look at some of their games uh, from this season, and of course they're undefeated right now. They're number three overall in the rankings. Um, you know, big wins. Uh, the last couple of wins, of course, we start out with LSU in October. Let's just start with some October games. They had a 40-13 to 13 victory against uh, LSU, and then they came right back. And, of course, the game probably of their season so far, beating Alabama 59 to 52-49 to 49 in that crazy game-winning field goal. Uh, you know, and that's when, of course, all the players stormed the field. Really exciting atmosphere over there in, in the Volunteer Stadium. And uh, a lot of Volunteer fans uh, eager for what's to come for this for this team. Um, and, and then now you're looking at a situation where you do beat Tennessee Martin last week, uh, 65 to 24. And now they got to play Kentucky tomorrow. Uh, and we'll see what happens with that because Kentucky, they're not a team to sneeze at. Kentucky's ranked number 19 right now. And if you're looking at Tennessee, they're just right behind two teams in the overall rankings, Georgia and Ohio State. Uh, and right there you have Michigan at number four, Clemson at number five. So you have to imagine the Tennessee fans are thinking this could be the year that we win a college football playoff uh, for sure, or at least are in that top four seating uh, when when the time comes for the college football playoffs. Um, the big game for me that I did mention earlier in the week for in one of our morning shows is uh, Georgia and Tennessee. That's going to be the big one. Saturday, November 5th, Tennessee is going to be playing the number one football team in the country and look, they have all the talent. I mean, we just saw what they did to Alabama. We saw what they did against uh, 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 LSU. We saw what they did against uh, Pittsburgh, even when they were ranked. They they are able to beat the number one team. And if they do that, I mean, that's going to be that might be bigger than when they beat Alabama, honestly. Um, so we'll, of course, uh, be very excited to see what happens for the Volunteers. Really great season. And even if they lose against Georgia, you have to imagine the season they've had so far has been one of the best in recent memory. So really great stuff for the Tennessee Volunteers. Unfortunately, we will look at the Memphis Tigers and wonder what happened. You look at some of the games that they've dropped as of late. They played Houston and they lost that game 33 to, to 32. And then they lost against East Carolina, 47 to 45 in uh, four overtimes. And that just led into a really bad loss last week against Tulane, who's ranked number 23 right now, 28 to 38 over there in New Orleans. And uh, that was a rough game for, for, for Memphis. I mean, you have a three-game losing streak, and you have to wonder what's to come. Is this a pattern for something uh, that's going to continue on in the season? You only have four games left in the season. You have UCF, you have Tulsa, and North Alabama, all going to be in the Liberty Bowl. And then you finish the season off against SMU. And you look at some of their records, they're 3-1 and one at home, but they're 1-3 away. So if you have three games left, uh, your next three games are going to be at home, excuse me. You have to hope that you know some of, this, uh, some of these patterns are going to continue. Uh, and you look at it, maybe if you can win these next three games, they, they start to inch a little bit back in the conference standings. But unfortunately, it's, it's just really unfortunate for the Tigers, who's number six in the conference, in the American Athletic Conference, um, with a with a uh, four and four overall record and a two and three conference record. Um, just really tough, right there on par with Navy um, and then SMU right under there. So it's just been a really tough season for the Memphis Tigers. Um, really a roller coaster. You know, I was talking about Briarcrest having a roller coaster of a season. Uh, not as much as the Memphis Tigers. I think they've been kind of uh, surprising a lot of people. And it ponders the question, uh, does this mean that 
it's time for Coach Ryan Silverfield Field to go. Uh, and there was a quote actually by Deion Sanders, prime time, who said, you know, who who in an interview was talking about uh, if a job like Memphis comes open, who's had uh, seasons uh, success with Penny Hardaway, uh, that's an ins- inspirational program. And I'm thinking, is Coach Primetime thinking about landing in Memphis? I mean, you could have Coach Deion Sanders and Coach Penny Hardaway in the same school. That would be absolutely outrageous and really exciting, actually. But obviously, we, we have to see what they're going to do with Coach Ryan Silverfield, which a lot of fans are not happy with the production of Coach Silverfield this season. Um, and we have to wonder what's going to happen. Uh, some other sports, we're going to pivot to some, uh, I guess, Grizzlies talk because, look, we have football happening right now with high school football, college football, even the NFL is going on right now. Then you have Memphis Grizzlies basketball. NBA basketball is back for the season. College basketball is rearing its way back. They're going to be playing Lane College on Sunday, actually, at 1 o'clock in the FedEx Forum. So it seems like all sports are going on right now. Even tomorrow, 901 FC, they're going to be playing their playoff game at AutoZone Park tomorrow. It's a really great season for sports, and especially in Memphis, because you look at the Memphis Grizzlies, they're 4-1 right now in the in, in the uh, in, in, in the NBA. One of the top young teams. And you know what? I think it's too late to start saying that they're the top young team. They're the top team in the NBA. One of the top teams for sure. Uh, only a couple of teams are undefeated right now. Milwaukee Bucks, they're about to secure uh, an undefeated record. But Memphis Grizzlies are right there. They're 4-1. They had really big wins. Uh, the season opener against New York Knicks, who have been playing really well this season. A really big win against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, who's actually been really, really struggling this season. But they have all the talent in the world with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. The Grizzlies have the talent and the experience because I will say right now, people have been knocking the Grizzlies. They don't have enough uh, experience. They're still a young team. No, they were number two uh, in the Western Conference last season, uh, and they only lost to Golden State in six games. And John Morant was injured for a big portion of that series. You have to wonder, just because he's injured does not mean that this team does not have the talent to potentially face the Golden State Warriors in a playoff matchup and come out uh, as victors. They definitely are able to do that. I think the Grizzlies uh, have a, a, a really, really serious case of potentially coming out of the Western Conference and winning an NBA championship. Of course, it, ma- it does uh, matter who they play. And they're doing all of this without their second best player, Jaron Jackson Jr., who was in contention for Defensive Player of the Year last year. So you have all of that going on. And then the caveat, the, 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 just the, the cherry on top, icing on the cake, John Morant is just going absolutely insane, averaging well over 30 points a game this season. And a lot of people are thinking this could be the year John Morant breaks out for MVP. You know, it was kind of weird that he won most improved player of the year last year because his teammate, uh, uh, his teammate Desmond Bain seemed like he kind of deserved it a little bit more. We saw this coming from John Morant. He was the number two overall pick. And uh, we did expect MVP-type seasons for John Morant. We didn't expect what happened with Desmond Bain to happen. So it is kind of weird that John Morant finished with the most improved player of the year. But, you know, that's kind of over with. And we're looking at this could be the MVP year for John Morant. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, And and I think this is really the best shot that we've had in our entire entire existence. I mean, you go back to 2011 when we beat the San Antonio Spurs – Back when we were the eighth seed, uh, only one of the few teams to ever beat a number one seed as an eighth seed, uh, we didn't really have a great shot at winning the championship that year. We were a good team, but we weren't that good. And then our closest shot was when we reached the Western Conference Finals in 2013 when we beat the Oklahoma City Thunder in the semis. That team went to the Conference Finals, but they were swept by the Spurs. 
and even that team, you know, that that was probably our best shot up until now. I'm not going to lie. I think this is the best year we've had uh, since we came to Memphis in 2001. Um, and, and the great thing is there was a poll that just came out of the top five for ESPN, the top five teams. They're going to have the brightest futures uh, for the next, I think, three to five years. And guess who was at the top? No, not the not the not the Milwaukee Bucks, not the Dallas Mavericks, not even the Boston Celtics who were just in the finals. No, the Memphis Grizzlies of all teams, they they are projected to have uh, the brightest future in the next three to five years. You're talking potentially finals in Beale Street. There's nothing better. So, uh, guys, when we come back, I'm gonna go through some quick scores, give you a quick recap on some of the big scores going on, and then we'll we'll wrap up this uh, this post game show here in the Mighty 990 Studios. We'll have all of that after this commercial break. Your exclusive source for high school sports coverage in the Mid-South, the Mighty 990. Now, back to the EPM Appraisals post-game show with Josh Rivera. All right, let's catch you up on some scores right now across the Memphis area for high school football. And, of course, we are going to start off with the uh, really rough game for Bradcrest, 42-28 loss against Endsworth. Uh, they're only going to finish off with one win in the division. Uh, but we do have some uh, some updates going on. Uh, right now in the Memphis area. And you look for Braxton Sharp. He's getting his fourth touchdown run, going for 45 yards to put Mumford ahead of Central, 42-28. to So that game is called Congratulations to Mumford. They're going to finish off the season totally undefeated. Really, really great stuff uh, uh, for, for Mumford. Um, it was close call. I mean, it was really close because you look at Central, they actually had a lead there uh, kind of in the third quarter, and you were thinking, is Mumford about to lose their first game of the season in their last game of the season? Um, and no, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, undefeated ten and zero season for Mumford, securing their first undefeated record ten and zero heading into the playoffs in in program history. So congratulations to the Cougars. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go through some uh, quick scores here. Houston leading forty to six against White Station. We also have Bartlett and Whitehaven thirty one to twenty one in the favor of Bartlett. Uh, South Panola and Horn Lake thirty five to zero. South Panola leading. We also have Carville and Arlington. Carville leading 21-7 against Arlington. And then you have Germantown, uh, final score 53-0 against Cordova, finishing their record as 8-2. We also have DeSoto Central and South Haven, 35-6 for uh, for South Haven, excuse me. Final score for Lausanne, uh, 38-6, beating North Point. Dyer County and Kingsbury, uh, close game 7-6, Dyer County leading. And again, I mentioned earlier history made for Jack McLaughlin for Christian Brothers High School, making history as uh, he has completed the most completions in a season and the most touchdown passes in a season. Both of those records were held since 2006. And tonight he went for 11 for 12, 226 yards and four touchdowns in a 70 to 20 victory against St. Benedict, the most points scored uh, all season long, especially, you know, 70 points. I mean, that's basically a high school basketball game score. That's ridiculous. History just made all over the place by the Purple Wave. Congratulations to them. Covington and Bolton. Covington 21-0 to against Bolton. And then you also have uh, MUS and Brentwood final score uh, 35-7. to Brentwood securing the undefeated division uh, record against uh, uh, just in the division in general, and then MUS falling to about third, I think, in the division. Two losses in the division, really tough uh, for the Owls. But you know they they still had a pretty good season all in all. Uh, we also have uh, Southwind and Brighton, thirty-five to fourteen. Southwind uh, winning, and then we have Bolton leading thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, Bolton leading fifty-six to zero against Covington. 
Um, that's going to be it for all those scores in the Memphis area. And this look, this is the final uh, game that we're doing of the regular season uh, ahead of the playoffs. And at this point, it's all uh, win or lose at this point. We don't know what's going to happen. This could be the end for Briarcrest if they lose against Pope John Paul, or this could be the beginning of a really great run. What I want to say is, uh, and I guess I'm going to get a little bit, uh, you know, happy, excited because this this has been a really fun opportunity, and I want to thank a lot of people uh, as the regular season ends. I definitely am just so grateful to have the opportunity, and I, just some reflection. It's been a really fun season. I, I re- a year ago. I know this sounds silly, but a year ago, I I was out of college and I was uh, I was working at retail and I didn't know where this was headed. And now I'm looking back and I'm hosting a football show, uh, a high school football show, a sports show. I'm working at a radio station and it's been nothing short of uh, incredible. It's been a really fun ride doing this season. And um, I want to thank, of course, our radio station, KWAM Mighty 990, uh, our owner, Todd Starnes. Happy birthday to Todd Starnes, by the way. We had a really fun celebration this morning in the morning show. And throughout the day, I uh, definitely want to thank Dalton, thank all the people involved with KWAM who've given me the opportunity to come here in front of this mic and trusting me to you guys and just talking about football, talking about sports in general, uh, giving me the mic, giving me the lead uh, and lending me your ears. It's been such a blessing um, to be in front of the mic and just talking all things sports. My passion, as you guys know, passion, uh, my passion is sports. My passion is entertainment. This is what I've wanted to do for a long time and I've had the opportunity to do it. And it's been such uh, an incredible journey. Um, And and there's nothing that really, there's really nothing. uh, It's been nothing short of fantastic. So just want to also thank Josh Davis and Parker May, who've had just an incredible season. Um, They've they've done a fantastic job being our play-by-play. And the great thing is we haven't, we've gotten pretty lucky not getting like sick or anything. So that's a really big blessing as well. Um, It's just been all in all really, really incredible. Um, So thank you to those guys. And um, I really just want to say it's been a fun, fun ride. We're going to come back next week when uh, Briarcrest faces off against Pope John Paul in the playoffs. It's win or die. At this point, you lose, it's over. So it's going to be a really fun, fun, fun environment to call some football uh, ahead of this actually really exciting game against uh, uh, Endsworth. 42 to 28 final score. Endsworth beating Briarcrest. Briarcrest finishing their overall record 5 and 5. Uh, It's been a good season uh, doing broadcasting, and we are so excited to bring you some playoff football next week here on the Mighty 990 Studios. Have a great weekend, everyone, and go Tigers, go. Have a great night.